Testing, testing. One move. Testing, testing. One, two. Now, we are now <laughs> testing this out for proper modulation. As you will know, when you record, As the you proper modulation know. that is required you will know. is for the electric eye, which is a green <laughs> type of Hyper tube. tube will open and close as we record. Now I will play this back that? to hear the quality <laughs> as you will when this is operating. Thank you. Hey now. Thank you. I think hey he, now. he's the only one who knows that because he, he studied electronics and uh, physics. He thinks when Testing. he studies, everybody gets it. As you will know, <laughs> I remember watching him doing that. I think I was five. I go, I don't know that. He expected everyone to know. And I know my mother didn't know that. I don't know what she knew. hey Well. Hey, now. I know everyone's talking about the big story of the day, whether Andy Cohn nailed the Beverly Hills reunion and uh, got to the bottom of the Erica Jane stuff. And uh, I would say he did a very good job. He, he is coming did to life he? now. Yeah, he did a bunch. Of, did you watch the second installment? Of I Beverly did Hill? not. Uh, you told me yeah. not to watch the first one, and it, it took waste. me so much time to find where it was. I gave up. Okay. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm telling you, you're allowed to watch the second one. Because, the second one is okay to watch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I I screened it for you. Andy <laughs> uh, did a good job with Erica Jane. He's getting more to the bottom of that story. And uh, did I you get something you didn't know before? No. But she uh, is nasty. She snarls, and uh, she's not winning anybody over. I do know that. I guess if you are accused of of stealing money from burn victims and orphans, that uh, you can just say, "Hey, I have Alzheimer's. I forget everything." Uh, well, although one point she said, "Well, they said, well, he seemed fine when we had him on the TV show that one time, and he was telling stories." She goes, "Yeah, he memorized certain stories," and I was like, "Well, I thought he had Alzheimer's. You can't memorize. Right? Stuff. You have no memory in yeah. Alzheimer's. You can't remember any story." Yeah, well, evidently he has a memory for telling stories, but <laughs> not for stealing. But he whatever. Could, nobody else has said, "Oh yeah, he would tell the same story every time we saw him." If I ever do something weird, I'm going to just claim I have Alzheimer. And well, then that was the in. good old, you know, in the good old days of Reagan when they were having the Iran-Contra hearings. Mm. Uh, he would say, I have no recollection. And we, that was I a have great no, line. I have no, I have no. <laughs> <laughs> Alzheimer. Used to be you were senile. They don't want to say that anymore. That's one of those bad words you're not allowed to say. Well, senile was not a medical word. I see. And in order to treat a, med, a, a disease or an illness or a condition, it has to have a medical terminology. Well, then we were learning you can create medications and subs- and prescribe medicine for it. We were talking about my man Tony Bennett. I mean, he's got the Alzheimer, but he can go out on stage and sing. Because, uh, you know, something kicks in and all of a sudden he doesn't have the Alzheimer. He can well, sing I all his songs. the lawyer would sing. Yeah. <laughs> turn <He's>, himself in. <laughs> it turns out when he, if he, when he was allegedly scamming people, his Alzheimer's went away. And then <laughs> as soon as he was done scamming them, it came back. And now he knows he has yeah. Alzheimer's. Like, uh, all of a sudden right. it's just the, the answer to everything. What's that? The law's after me? I can't hold my Alzheimer's back anymore. <laughs> I'm full-blown senile. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very interesting. When I wrote my book, 
you know, I went to, you know, my, my book was not easy on my parents, my, uh, autobiography. And so before yeah. it was released, I, I sent them a copy to read and I said, <laughs> I'm coming down to talk to you about it because look, you know, this is going to be out there. And, uh, you know, my mother was very angry and, you know, making a big deal about it. My father was supposed to have Alzheimer's, right? And he's sitting there right. like a lump in the other chair. And, uh, you know, my mother's going, oh, why did you have to do this? And then all of a sudden, my father said, you didn't have to tell everybody. And I was like, wait mm. a minute, the lump just spoke. <laughs> he had feelings about it, too. And I turned to him and said, well, you didn't have to do it. And then there wouldn't be a book. <laughs> but Good it was you. very interesting that he, all of a sudden, he put all that together with his Alzheimer's. I I wish you would have consulted me because you should have done what I did. I um. I printed my parents a different book than the one I put out. <laughs> they love it. Good idea. And I, you you always, me. you act impulsively and honestly, unlike me. Not a good thing, huh? <laughs> I would have advised you to do something different. <laughs> little mishonest over there. Okay. But it was very Whatever. interesting that all of a sudden, I mean, he was like, uh, you know, hardly able to put words together. And then all of a sudden he was ready to join this argument. He was drooling over in the corner, and all of a sudden he perked up <laughs> when it came to you. <laughs> well, it came to him, his reputation. Yeah. He could no longer hide. I remember the one time your dad was on our show, you know, a million he years was on ago. Show? He was. Your whole family oh, came yeah, in. Oh, yeah. That was the whole family came in. Yeah. Yeah. And he was mostly silent throughout the interview. Well, he was that a was quiet... the Alzheimer's period. Yeah. He yeah. hardly yeah. knew where he was. Yeah, he was just like quiet, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> he was just like, where's Robin? Mm. <laughs> oh, God, what a life. Yeah, that Alzheimer's something else. Once, you know, I think it was that same trip. We were together for days, and then finally we were at this dinner, and my mother was on one side of him, and I was on the other. And he finally put it all together. He said, wait a minute. Uh, who is she to you? Pointing to my mother. Who is she to you? I said, that's my mother. He says, are you Robin? <laughs> I was like, wow. yes, <laughs> thank you. You know, it's been five <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah, now there's a guy who can't go to prison. <laughs> well, did you have any regrets after you wrote the book? In other words, uh, now years later. Do you I ever regret that I had to do a big fuck you to my parents. Yeah, like I wasn't uh, mature enough or I hadn't evolved enough uh, at that time to realize the book was just a big fuck you. You know, I always promised them I'd get them back. <laughs> and <then> I went <laughs> through with that plan. <laughs> oh, so you did. You had regrets. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. You, we've never talked about that. Yeah, look yeah at I that. don't look at that book. People say, oh, I've read your book. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, my favorite part is the anal sex part. That's the one I like. In San Francisco. Who could I don't forget regret that? writing that. No, of course not. It was very sexy. Sexy time. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. I didn't know that about you, that you have, uh, you feel you should. Well, I'd rather it. have, you know, like at this point, I wouldn't even, I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad that I'm a, 
an example of a person who's overcome a lot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the consequences to other people, I think, is what what bothers me. It doesn't bother me that I told my story. It bothers me the consequences that it had on other people. Yeah, you know, good for you, because uh, I guess I relate to that, because uh, this whole show is a big fuck you uh, to everybody, (laughs) (laughs) to pretty much everyone. So that's it. There you go. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Why we relate to that clip so much. Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I have Robin's book on a shelf and I have it dog eared. So uh, I can get to the anal sex page easily, and then I I read it, and uh, I I get to it easily. It's page 93. It's wonderful. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Rabada. I guess the big story over the weekend was Alec Baldwin's uh, movie, Rust, and the horrible shooting of uh, this... uh, Director of uh, photography, director of photography, beautiful woman, young woman, 42 years old, nine-year-old son, husband, the whole deal. And whether there was enough safety on the set, who was to blame, uh, I feel I feel horrible for all involved. What is there to say? I've, uh, yeah, it was, it, you know, like little facts or maybe facts keep dribbling out, you know, because when we talked about it, the first thing I said was, how does that happen? And they were rehearsing a scene where he was going to be pointing the gun at the camera. Yeah, there's a lot of questions about it. I'm sure they're going to investigate. I mean, they're in the middle of investigating, trying to figure out how something like that happens. I don't really understand it. I've uh, I've had. But I was just wondering, why is anybody pointing a gun at anybody? And you did point out, yes, there's those scenes. And so over the weekend, I was looking at different movies and I did see a lot of scenes where the gun is pointed straight at the camera and you're looking at the barrel. Well, when we were talking over the weekend, there wasn't the information that there's out now. Evidently, what was going on, according again, I don't know what was going on on that set. I don't have any information that other than what I've read. And, you know, when you read about stuff like this, a lot of the things are wrong. They yes, just are the because these things, you don't get all the truth or all yeah. the facts right. But evidently today they were saying that this was just um, Alec over in the corner rehearsing. Now, again, I don't know if this is true. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've been around guns. I've had a lot of experience with guns, quite frankly. And uh, one of the, the, the first rule of gun handling is. You never point a gun at anybody, period, no matter where you are. If you're at a firing range or you're around with people who are cleaning weapons and stuff, if anyone points that gun at you, they throw them right the fuck out. Even if they go, no, 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 I, I, it's, uh, it's empty. I emptied that. Oh, 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 you don't know that. I haven't examined your gun. I don't know that it's empty. And whenever you get a gun, you never take anybody's word for it. If somebody who is your uh, instructor in guns or a friend who is very knowledgeable in guns and they say to you, here is an empty gun, you say, uh, I don't know that. That's the first, that's the second rule. I don't know that. I need to check for myself. And with uh, automatic weapons, uh, you know, uh, like, a, like a Glock, you slide back and you look for yourself and you make sure there's nothing in the chamber. You make sure the magazine's out. You put your pinky in. 
there's a whole protocol you follow to make sure that these guns are empty. And um, But you've never been on a set where there were guns, never. have you? No. Nope. Because they nope. said that, you know, there's a prop person who handles weapons. And well, the gun was handed to Alec, and they he said he yelled out, cold gun, which is the code word for an unloaded pistol. Yeah. And I don't know why the rehearsal was going around other people. In other words, once a gun is being pulled out of a holster, he was, uh, according to what I read, I don't know if it's true, only Alec can uh, tell you and the director and all the people involved, but he was doing something called a cross draw. What is a cross draw? A cross draw is when the holster is on the opposite side of the hand you're going to draw mm-hmm. from. It's not an easy move. It's very difficult. And to be do it, you know, to do that is it requires practice. So they say they were practicing. This was the camera wasn't rolling. It was just a practice. And so uh, the practice can be done anywhere, not right. around people. No, no one should be around. Now, again, who knows? I don't I wasn't there. Um, you know, and, and, and on the questions are, why were there live rounds anywhere near? Shouldn't be any live ammunition on the set. That's what very, I was hearing about the rules is there should be no real ammunition around. Right. It's very, very strange. But here's the thing. You know, a woman is dead, and uh, and we know Alec, and we, we've had him on the show many, many times. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, the, I'm sure uh, not only is this woman's family devastated, this woman is dead, and I'm sure Alec is just, just suffering from this. I mean, well, it's, I'm sure it's a horrible whole, tragedy. Yeah, anybody around has to be devastated because that was just, like, not supposed to be happening. And uh, especially the people who were involved and Alec being, you know, the primary one holding the gun. I'm sure it can't be a great day. No. Now, I also read that this there have been two other mis- misfires or some sort of uh, other things, the mishaps that with happened with guns. Gun, with this particular gun is what they're saying, that it misfired wow. a couple of times. So what is going on there? But uh, I guess the I guess they'll investigate. I don't know why. Uh, you know, I don't know how long an investigation takes, but it just all sounds like a, a like like a a shitstorm of bad shit going down. What do they call that? The perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, terrible story. Oof. Terrible. Yeah, nothing you story. would ever happen to anybody. No. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Uh, so I don't have any special uh, information other than what anybody who's ever been around guns knows. But you don't point a gun at somebody, and uh, I don't know how that happened. But um, whatever, I, I, I don't know. I just feel bad for all involved. The only mishap we had on my movie, Private Parts, was uh, when I farted. I was supposed to do a fake fart, and I accidentally farted for real in the whole Said had to be cleared. Do you remember that, Robin? Right, and and everybody yeah. told us it was a clean chamber. <laughs> right, everyone assumed I knew what I was doing, and I just went. And it was real. Yeah, I shit my pants. <laughs> they did a funny bit on Saturday Night Live. It was a fake commercial for a um, special kind of underpants that had like a yes. Teflon. So when men accidentally shit their pants. The uh, shit would slide out of the underwear and you wouldn't have to... Non-stick, yeah, it just falls right out through your pants to the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Brandy was awesome on Saturday Night Live. 
Brandy Carlisle, great, fantastic. She uh, she just kills it. I was so happy for her. Uh, you know, when an artist gets to be on Saturday Night Live, it's great exposure, and you're part of this rich history of uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And musical performances. You know, everyone from Paul Simon. I remember George Harrison, The Stones. Everyone's been on Saturday Night Live who's anybody. And I know for, like, Brandy, who's now coming into her own. And I think on this new album, her level of songwriting has gone way through the roof. Like, she's gotten yeah, so much I've better. Yeah, I've listened to the entire album. It's It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, she could sell any song with that voice of hers, but the, the songwriting and the, the twins and the background vocals, it's all good. So, you know, we got on that bandwagon early on with Brandy. I was I just, very I, proud of you for that. I was like, yeah, before anybody else. Yeah, I mean, we uh, you there. know, I I heard her singing on some YouTube video and I went, wow, we got to get that woman on. And uh, we did, and, and we've developed a relationship with her. But when I saw her on Saturday Night Live, I was like, you know what, boy, she's really finally... Uh, getting the mass appeal kind of fame that I think she so badly deserves and wants. And it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see that. I was happy for her, and I thought she nailed the performance. And, you know, there was still some fucking people on Saturday Night Live. I suspect they got some kind of backing vocal or, or instrumentation right. that's on yeah. tape. I don't know what it is. I know it's supposed to be all live, but you never know. And... Uh, with Brandy, you don't even, you don't even, she would, she wouldn't even want to do anything no. but a live performance. And the way she delivered that song, you knew there was no backing vocal. That was such yeah. a great thing. Cause she was, she was ad-libbing, you know, and she stretched notes and she's, you know, you that knew. Was just great. Yeah. And if you read her book, I mean, this woman put in so many years of her, you know, of practice, her 10,000 hours, so to speak. Damn. I mean, it paid off because in those moments, she is just so confident and so comfortable playing live. And she is something else, man. So, yeah, I, I, I watched that. I felt like a proud parent or something, you know, when I was watching her doing her thing. Cause yeah, I watched it twice. I was Me like, too. I, I can't even. It was so awesome. Yeah. Me too. Well, I watched <laughs> it twice because I uh, Beth said, let's watch Brandy on the Saturday Night Live. And we're watching. She falls right asleep. So <laughs> I'm watching Brandy's second song and she wakes up. All of a sudden she goes, is this her first song? I go, no, no, no. There was a song right. She goes, all right, rewind it. I want to see what's doing. So I had to watch it twice, but it was good. It was worth watching. Um, yeah. So happy October, by the way. We have another big, a uh, lot of talk around here about Sal not being able to pee <laughs> on uh, the big October event. Were people disappointed? I know I was. Sal should have uh Sal been planning that for over three months. I don't know what happened. He's no he's no Brandy Carlisle when it comes to live performance. <laughs> uh Catherine, you're on the air. Hi, in New Jersey. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. I just wanted to compliment Sal and Richard on the synchronized urination routine. I thought it was funnier that Sal couldn't pay, personally. <laughs> Yeah, After well, all that you know, planning, I think. Sh sure, but you know, we expect a certain level of live performance around here, especially from a guy who talks a good game, and it just to me was uh, a bit of a disappointment. Look, you he's know? taking out that ugly little worm between his legs all the time. This is oh, the one God. time we act we asked that it worked. <laughs> and it didn't. But it was definitely funnier that he couldn't. And did Richard make beer in the bucket? 
Oh my God! This is the this is the aftermath. So for those of you who didn't hear it, for October, is that what you're giggling in the background? Uh, no, that's Fred playing the tape of Ralph. Anyway, um, yeah. And there's Fred playing something that made no sense. Okay. He's the anyway, story of my uh, life. There it is. <laughs> He's the story of my life. P is the story of my life. Right. He's yes. the story of my life. Just keep interrupting. So um, anyway, for those of you who missed it, Sal and Richard did this bit called Synchronized Urinating. We planned it for a long time. We sent over two special metal buckets that were particularly noisy when the boys peed, and then they played uh, Blue Danube. You know, here, I, I got it right here. Uh, look, Sal sucks. Watch. Uh, hey, you, you fucking moron. Hold on a second. Why are you fucking it up, Sal? I'm getting pee shy, Howard. I'm, I never, this never happened to me before. Sal, get ready. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Douchebag. Douchebag. Anyway, um, so this is the funny part. Richard uh, said after he pissed into that bucket for like, it seems like the guy has an unlimited amount of urine that comes out of him. Oh, my uh, goodness, yeah. He was more excited about this $5 bucket we sent over to his house because he said, I'm going to take it and I'm going to make beer in it afterwards because it's a perfect size and perfect kind of bucket to make beer. And uh, so after after we finished the bit, we went to commercials. Richard took his pee bucket upstairs to clean it out, I guess. And he spilled the whole bucket all over the floor of his house. I mean, (laughs) how could you live with him indoors? I mean, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like like he's disgusting. You know what I mean? Like no woman could put up. I don't know how his wife, but like like his wife must have a high tolerance or maybe she just enjoys his craziness. But I mean, he but he's just like a dog that won't get trained and you just keep him out in his own doghouse. How does she let him in? I mean, if you had a bucket full of urine, you'd be pretty careful with it, right? Richard, how did and you there's, spill? There's no sink in that basement where he was. Don't they do their laundry down there? there I'm trying yeah, to... Sorry, there's an issue with my video, Howard. But, yeah, there's a sink down here. And for some reason, Rob and I had forgot. And I was like, <laughs> I I wanted to just take it up to our bathroom and pour it in the toilet. And I tripped over a little, like a little toy or something for my son down here. And the, yeah, the piss went everywhere. And it, mm. it still smells like urine down here. Cause you didn't bother to clean it afterward, right? I mean, you just left it on the floor. It dried. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I imagine like... his whole house looks like a crime scene. <laughs> right. It's just, like, like, dude, like, why wouldn't you get a mop and mop up that pee so that it just doesn't smell down there? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of the only one that uses this basement and I don't mind the smell and I just, I, plus it was during the show. I didn't want to, you know, I needed to work and I didn't want to take time to mop it up. So, I mean, you've had four days between shows to mop it up, you know? Well, by kind of by towards the end of the show, it had started drying up. So I was like, eh, I'll just let it mm. try. Just it's because con- you spill something on the floor and it dries, Richard, doesn't mean you can't clean it. 
<laughs> like when you lecture. Well, it's a, con- <laughs> it's a concrete floor, so it kind of just dried into the concrete. Uh, isn't that your washing machine behind you? Is that what I'm looking at? Yeah. No, that's the hot water heater or something. Oh, you're looking so you, over there. Okay. No, you see that yeah, thing? That's and hot you see- water. That's yeah. the washer and dryer, yeah. So your piss is by the laundry, right? Like, I mean, it smells like urine by the laundry machine. I mean, your wife must come down to use the laundry machine, right? No, I, washing do, machine. I do the laundry. You do uh, the not even like to come down here. It's so creepy down here. <laughs> and you and you and and like when you're doing wash, there's urine all over the floor, and it's fine. It's just like everything's just kind of going at once. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened to the bucket? Did you uh, make beer in it? Not yet. I mean, I'm eventually I will, but with two kids, it's hard to find the time to do anything. But right. yeah, I washed it out. I just wash it with a little hot water, and then I'll make some beer in it. Maybe some soap? No. No soap. No soap. Nope. <laughs> no soap. Just no, really hot do? water. What do you need soap for, Howard? <laughs> soap. We haven't bought any soap ever. Soap? What's that? Soap could ruin the taste of the beer. Oh, my goodness. Your wife trusts you with the laundry to do the laundry? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She's a, be... amazing. She's amazing. She yeah. is incredible. Yeah. She's the only person on this planet who sees him as an adult. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some of the time she does. <laughs> I'm like one of the kids most of the time. Anyway, I'll read you some of the fans. Anyway, Catherine, uh, thanks for the call. Oh, thanks, Howard. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. She liked that Sal couldn't pee. Uh, li- <laughs> listeners are furious with Sal. Sal's failure to pee on Wednesday's show was a bigger choke job than Gary's first, first pitch. Shame. Yeah. Was Sal upset, Richard? Did he complain to you afterwards that he couldn't pee? Oh, yeah. he was. It, like, ruined his day, and even the next day he was still upset. He's, like, really up, mad at himself over this. And I told I tried to comfort him. I was like, you know what? It ended up being really funny that he choked. But he, uh, you know, the fact that we put so many hours, I mean, hun- I don't know about hundreds, but dozens of hours into rehearsing for this, so. Yeah. Let me ask you something, Richard. Did Sal function properly during rehearsal? Did he pee on command? Oh, it, yeah, he did fine. It was great. It was really funny. Like when we did the rehearsals, the back and forth of it, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he was controlling, controlling heard his after, pee really well. I heard after the show, Sal then, like, to prove to Richard he could do it. Like, of course, the mics were off. Wanted to do it again, right? Yeah, off, yeah. Off and, of course... Air. Here he is after the show peeing perfectly because that's Sal. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, great, Sal. Now after the show, you do the bit and it's fun. Yeah. Now that everybody's da, da, gone da, home, I can perform. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Here he goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Just throw up. <laughs> Who's he doing that for? You, Richard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The audience of one. I heard a fucked up Sal story. Hey, Sal. How you doing? Hey, Howard. You're such a weirdo. Um, Why? Well, I heard that whole thing with your doctor um, refusing to see you anymore. What? <laughs> Dude, if, that, if something like that happened to me, I would be so fucked in the head. 
I, I would like, I, I'm, you're such a pervert. You're such a weird guy. Due oh, to his doctor. I, I didn't I'll do anything to, to my doctor. I, I uh, did. What you I, clearly I did, did something, douchebag. I mean, what? The, you know what it is? How are you not in jail? I'll stop it. You're really stretching this. So here's the story, best I can tell it. And Sal, you can fill in the holes. So uh, Sal had a very attractive doctor. I'm not going to give too many details about her. but No, because uh, nobody actually, needs to associate her with Sal. Yeah, right. But Sal had a very attractive doctor, woman. Yes. And um, you know how sex-starved Sal is because his wife can't stand him. So right. anyway... Sal now is paranoid that his hot doctor stopped seeing him because she caught on to the fact that he enjoyed it when she touched his penis. So, um, so the Sal, Sal explains to me the first time he went to this doctor, he was blown away by how hot she was. Right, Sal? Oh my gosh, he was smoking hot. I thought I was in the middle of a porn scene. Like, this can't be right. I, it was almost like candid camera of porn. Like, this lady walks into the room and she's gorgeous. You know, yeah. the doctor was beautiful. <laughs> it's like this is the greatest you know. day of my life <laughs> so um sal of course being the master of misconception his perceptions are all he he's his, his perceptions are always off so um the doctor in a professional way is discussing his blood test and and she and and you know she said to him, you know, do you use Coke or weed or anything like that? Because it's going to show up in your blood test. So don't lie. Um, and Sal said he doesn't use weed or Coke. And she said, blood tests won't lie. And Sal interpreted that, that she was flirting with him. Well, the way she looked what? in my eye. Well, she the way like, she looked, she looked at you. My, yeah, she looked at me. And she, she was holding the syringe and she looks at me in the eye. She goes, the blood doesn't lie. And I'm like, Whoa. This lady is like okay. So here we go. She didn't say it like that. Sal thought (laughs) like that. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, exactly. (laughs) So Sal's at the first time he goes to see this beautiful female doctor who who said blood tests don't lie. You handsome fuck. (laughs) And Uh, she did have a a, like a Transylvanian type of accent. She's like, all right, okay. The first time he saw her. I'm trying to keep details, you know, vague, but Sal insists on giving Sal you more detail. On, he yeah. wants to give you her name and address. Right, because he picks up on every cue that I give him. I'm a creep. <laughs> so the first time he saw her and she checked his penis and testicles, which is customary for a general, you know, for a general practitioner to do, you know, to make sure you don't have a hernia or whatever. And she cupped his balls and asked him to cough. So Sal would just purposely keep coughing too lightly. Like, he just would go, uh, 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 do, do, the, do, do what you would do. <clears throat> Again, please. <clears throat> Again, please. <clears throat> yeah, because Sal was trying to prolong the experience of her right, cupping Right, he was bowl. enjoying it, yeah. Right. And I guarantee you, you were thrusting your hips forward. I mean, I know you. <laughs> I know how you stand. That. All oh. right. So Sal, like, says he didn't get hard. But he did have a tingling in his penis. Well, whatever barely, that is, you know, it was professional. I was staying. I was. I was a professional. Patient. You were sure a professional it wasn't patient. stinging? It was tingling, huh? <laughs> no, but it might have been her fingernails. That so Sal liked her so much. Instead of going for his checkup once a year, <clears throat> he started booking his checkups twice a year, like as you know, as quickly as he could get back there. <laughs> Every six months. <laughs> 
who gets, I mean, he's a young guy. He's, he's relatively young. He's now booking a checkup every six months because he thinks now, he's dating. Did you tell her that something was wrong, that you had a, a thing you were concerned about? No, no. Like Howard said, it was just customary, you know, with the, with the breathing and the, and the blood tests and that. That was part of the PPG, <laughs> you know, part of the test. Wow. She didn't tell you to come back every six months. You did. No. No. Yeah. She, right, right. I did. Right. So it, he starts know. calling the office trying to book a date, you know. Health is important. <laughs> right. <laughs> Needs his balls checked again. So, the, so, so Sal <laughs> goes to the next doctor appointment. Tell me if I got this right, Sal, right? Right, right. This right. time the doctor barely touched his penis. Yes. <laughs> and then <clears throat> the visit after that, she didn't check his penis at all. So you know. This is Sal's history with every woman. Do you notice that? <laughs> Sal asked her. <laughs> Sal even got upset, and he asked her to check his testicles at that visit, and she said, no, you're good. You're not getting your testicles checked. He yeah, asked, they don't need to check every six months. Dude, you, yeah. first of all, oh, my God. You, you know what? Who knows what the fuck you're doing in there? I mean, the fact oh. that she won't even check your balls. She knows oh. you're up to something. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong what did you do you must have signaled some kind of like attraction to her you must have you must have said well, something weird to her disguise anything howard everything's written on his face yeah what you what did you, you say to her a boner, so. no did i didn't not, not even did you grow a little bit did you chub no no, no i didn't i just thought well, it was a nice bonus you know it's tough enough going to a doctor a and then bonus. when you have somebody who's you know pleasant to be around and she's checking you i'm like wow this you know she 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 motivated me to go back. So you said. So thing. you said to her. You said to her, "Hey, ma'am, a ma'am, I'm a doctor. Do, you didn't check my testicles. Would you please test, t check them?" And yeah, yeah. And she turns around. She goes, "No, you're good." And she leaves. <laughs> she left the room. I'm like, God, what a bummer! <laughs> like what happened? Like a massage parlor. Like, in there. I didn't want to pay the copay that day. I, felt I like know he's looking off. for a happy ending from his doctor. No, I wasn't. And would you get naked for the exam before she even asked? No. Like, would you pull your pants down? No, just uh, take the shirt off, uh, my shirt off for the blood pressure and whatnot, and then and then uh, for the testicle check, just drop my pants. Right. Why don't you lift something heavy so you can go back? You won't. Take well, it listen to this. Here's the kicker: she won't take them back. Listen to this. So after, after, you know, COVID and stuff, you know, and the, and every, everyone took a break from seeing a doctor. Sal calls again. He wants to go get his, you know, balls checked. <laughs> She's refusing to see him. Wow. Yeah. How does um, she refuse to see you? Said, well, what happened, Rob, is I called and I, I, I made an appointment and then the, the lady called me back, the receptionist or who, the receptionist called me back and she said, um, she's no longer seeing patient new patients i go i'm not a new patient she goes no you haven't been here for a year i said i haven't been there for a year because of covid she goes it doesn't matter you could have zoomed us and followed up the doctor says you're considered now a new patient a year has expired and you have to go to a new doctor and she hung up i'm like whoa what happened wow <laughs> can you imagine the creepiness that was coming off sal Oh, Every well, like if you went to a hot gynecologist and he diddled and meanwhile, a bit, you would be like, this is hot. That's all it is. <laughs> meanwhile, kidding, Sal, Sal said to quiet. us, you're, you're right, Robin, because Sal thinks the doctor may have, this is his quote, sensed some creepiness during that first exam. <laughs> well, maybe. Um, I don't know. Now, did. that's the only thing I can, uh, what's the word, deduce, I guess. Uh, deduce? Yes. 
You certainly <laughs> didn't see douche. 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 Mr. Governale, uh, the doctor says we're no longer taking creepy patients. Uh, she started <laughs> a whole new... Dude, you know, first of all, can you imagine was... what went on in that, that doctor office? Okay, Sal calls up, hi, uh, you know, Sal Governale. Like now his name is known in this doctor's office. Like, it's like being like, you know, the students who are bad at school, like, like, like everyone knew their name. And, you know, it, it's just horrible. Sal calls. He's on the no fly list. Yeah, there's yeah. probably one of posters like... up. At the office. Sal goes. There's a picture like, of like, him hanging in her office. Yeah, like there's an office where this went down. So Sal calls up. Clearly, they are taking new patients because Sal calls up and goes, hi, my name's Sal Governale. I'd like to see the doctor. I'm a patient of hers. And then the woman goes, absolutely, Mr. Governale, here's your appointment. The call back. That's it. So, so that woman went to the doctor. And I guess the doctor, how many days until you found out you were, like, there had to be some time between when they called you it back. It was like and 15 you, minutes. That's all. Oh, it was took. it? Oh, yes. She went over so, the list. <laughs> so she went to the doctor and said, Hey, you have an appointment with so and so and so and so and Sal Governale. And the doctor went, now, this all went down within 15 minutes. Go call him and tell him he is, he's no longer welcoming. And, the, and the, the woman probably went, well, I just made an appointment with him. How can I do that? I don't care what you say to him. He's a creep. I pull his <laughs> pants down, and the next thing I know, he's he did uh, stop. Who knows? Get out of here. If Sal had all, any self-awareness, he could now. tell you how creepy he was. You must have said something creepy. You must have. Maybe when you complained nothing. about not getting your balls checked after six months. Or even maybe well, actions he took. You don't know right. you don't what Sal's doing. I, said, I did nothing, and she was very pleasant, and that was it. I just said, I, re I remember the last time like she was done, and I'm like, hey, Doc, how about over here? You know, my testicles. She's like, no, no. Look at him waving down at his penis. Like, how about yeah. this? Hey, how <laughs> about over here? <laughs> what about this? I think that that's how Look I at this. Right. I, I did do it that way, but I was, you know, so you said to the doctor, you motioned yeah. toward your penis and said, hey, doc, what about over this? here? Yeah. How about I this? Did. OK. Right. right. Maybe that's, that's it. Not, now that that's you're... not crazy. Yeah. Well, she does check, you know, that, you know, it's, Robin, it's a thorough examination. If you're not being thoroughly examined, technically, you know, did she not... if you weren't stupid, Sal, you could say something like, is that it? Are we done? Yes. If I Instead wasn't. of going, hey. Over here. Oh. Over here. What about the ball? Hey, Doc. Jiggle my nuts. I can't. I can't. I got something for you here, Toots. Right over here. I'm a pervert. Your need touched. My asshole itches. Stick your finger in there. Oh. Did, the first time you went to her, did she do a prostate exam? Did she stick her finger up? No, her she didn't. She never did that. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, you would have been there it. every week if she had done Yeah, that. Not, I really, I, oh man, I blew it out. <laughs> Milk your prostate. What? Hey, Doc, what about these? These who? These nuts. <laughs> so, like, obviously, being, all I know is being alone with Sal in this room gave this woman a creep vibe like you wouldn't believe. Now, he's, he's telling the story, so you don't know what he did, but he obviously was just out of line. Or Would maybe. you ever point to your penis in a doctor's office and say, hey, what about this? <laughs> Never. Did you forget Never. <laughs> I'm so I relieved when they fine. don't look at my Sorry. penis. I'm telling you, I, I go to doctors that won't look at that thing. <laughs> my doctor's an old man, and I'm happy when he doesn't check my balls. Right. Yeah, that's who I'm stuck with now, like some 
buddy that looks like Lee Iacocca. I don't even want him to go near me. You know what's that? You belong. I blew it. Hey, it's That's still a hand, Sal. Yeah, yeah but well. Sal, you blew it is right. You finally <laughs> had somebody who was willing to touch those stupid nuts and that Turkish taffy dick of yours. <laughs> even though you, you had to up. pay for it, she would do it. <laughs> Oh, Did you go outside afterwards and be like, hey, man, I shell out a copay and she didn't even touch my dick? I mean, I was disappointed. I, I was. Yeah. Uh, I was like, damn, you know, this is, you know, this is there's something wrong here. This is like almost, I don't know. Like I wasn't treated properly as a patient. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know something? Answer me honestly. When you were rubbing one out the next day or two, were you thinking about the doctor touching your penis? Tell the uh, truth. I think, you know what, Howard? The thing is that I think of so many people. So she might have right. fallen That's into it. Yes. Yeah, it might, it might yeah. have been. You know? she did. Listen, it's a compliment to her. She's an attractive lady. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. She should be complimented. Of course. Yes, if you're trapped it. inside of uh, Sal's head, you should be very, very honored. <laughs> I think I'm the only... I think I'm the only person that's ever touched Sal's balls that, like, didn't run away from him. Yeah. <laughs> You're still touching him? Yeah, Richard wants to come back once more. I'll check him for you, Sal. You should, uh, you should just tell, you should write a note to the doctor and say, listen, if I was inappropriate, just understand I'm in a very loveless marriage. My wife won't touch my balls. And when you did, I, I got, I, I became transfixed. I thought you loved me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well. I thank her. She and like, even after, after we talked to Sal, it was like, we had someone call up, try to make an appointment. They got an appointment in two minutes. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. So th she's taking new patients. I'm telling yeah. you, Sal is on a no fly list uh, and they got, you know, and the woman made a mistake because she forgot to look over at that wall where Sal's picture is and his I'm name. Crazy. And she accidentally gave him a uh an appointment dude you're <laughs> so fucking weird that like you're that kid who like except you're a grown man you're that man that like doctors avoid like that's that's you i guess so wow how does that feel man i mean <laughs> feels like, fine i feel i feel well how does it feel i'm disappointed i guess she won't take me back so it, it's he has no internal like oh my god what's wrong with me what yeah. must I be doing? Robin, what am I spending he's trying on? To, yeah, he's trying to figure out a way to get back in there. Like, you, should, <laughs> you, should wear, you should wear a disguise, Sal. Like, wear that wig that you used to wear on webcam. There you go. Uh, Pretend you're a woman. I'll go to a... Yeah. <laughs> Sally Governale. <laughs> and then all I know is Sal started recommending the doctor to all his friends because they wanted to get their penises touched by her. And, uh, and then, like... Your friend started going, and then he's he's he didn't get his penis. He got his penis checked the first time, and then after a while, she stopped checking his penis yeah, too. That, right? That was, Listen yeah, that to was, that. He's turning her yeah. into a prostitute. Hello, no, they're called referrals, Robin. I was giving her business. Yeah, but you told him he was going to get <laughs> his <laughs> penis touched. Dope. You know how tough Jeez. it is for a doctor these days. You know, with insurance and everything else, I'm sending people over to her. I was doing her a favor. She was a sweet lady. Creeps are lining up around the block. A whole practice of creeps. Yeah, all of a sudden, her whole waiting room is guys. Yeah, <laughs> Sal's friends. Uh, were and you referred to by anyone? Referred by Sal Governale. You know what? That could have been the thing that freaked her out. Like, like all of a sudden, she looks and she goes, uh, "Our referrals is twenty five guys now, who have been referred by Sal Governale." Yeah, all of them. All and all of them want their penises touched. <laughs> <laughs> what a sick thing! 
It's not sick, Robin. They touch it. It's part of the process. No, I'm talking Stop. about the poor woman. She just wants to be a doctor and help people. And you're turning yes, and it I into was being a helped. sexual she was helping experience. <laughs> How do they do that kind of help? Like, what was the, uh, does she touch your peen or just your balls? The first time she rolled back the foreskin to check the gland, and then she oh. rolled up the balls. <laughs> yeah. Something's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, whoa, she's going the distance here. The whole rollback. I'm like, check wow. The, what gland? Well, the, what? The, the head, the penis head is called the gland, you jacket. Yeah, well, he's got foreskin, so she rolled, the, she rolled the foreskin back and, and, and checked out the head of his cock. Right. right. And he liked it. That because that, that felt like a hand job to Sal. And plus, she was cupping. Oh, did, she, did she cup the balls when um, when like yeah, rolling she, back the foreskin, or no, was it separate? The, it was separate. And I was like, okay, cough, and then I did a light cough and cough again. Okay, and then she's like, oh, you're good, you're good, everything's good. I'm like, oh wow, that was that was, that was a nice experience. <laughs> that was wow. more sex than I've had in a year. <laughs> that was a bone. So I was like, <laughs> just like oh my, like like you know, Sal came in her hand. No, I can't. I hope she's wearing a glove at least. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, Oh, doctor, I'm so sorry. When you check Sal, you better wear one of those face shields. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, tell the truth. You came in her hand, didn't you? Oh yeah, I blew it all over the place on her stethoscope (laughs) everywhere. Just roll back that, roll back that foreskin once, and boom. Oh god. (laughs) Gave her a semen sample. The semen doesn't lie. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I was recommended by my buddy, Sal Gubinelli. He told me you rubbed the taint. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, you rubbed the taint. I don't rub the taint. I just handle the balls and foreskin. Uh, oh, okay. Check my gland. <laughs> All these guys came in and immediately dropped their pants. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, what was Check going my on? gland's penis. Right. I, I was Never told the you blood check- pressure. Squeeze my balls. <laughs> I was told you, like only Sal could turn a doctor's office into a strip joint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, worse than a strip joint. You're actually getting manipulation. So Sal, tell the truth. Uh, what was the fantasy that she was digging you, and then she'd start to rub it, and then like take her top off or something? I mean, if you want to go for a fantasy, yeah, you know, you're always thinking that, you know, like, whoa, holy cow, she's going to be like, drop your pants. And then I was thinking, like, maybe she'd be like, what? Now it's your turn to check me, you know? And, <laughs> whoa, I get to check you. And now, you know, let me Yo, the hey, table. <laughs> hey, Doc, how about I'm losing that uh, lab coat and get down to some business here? <laughs> Say, ah, hey, Doc. in my ass. Hey, Doc, uh, you know, you left me with blue balls over here. <laughs> That's a dangerous situation. Oh. Doc, I'm in pain. There's a woman on her phone. Her name is Dr. Mildred. She says she would gladly take Sal as a new patient. Hi, Dr. Mildred. Hi. I'm taking <laughs> on new patients. I would gladly, I would gladly give Sal an examination. Well, Sal is looking for his penis and balls to be checked. Yeah. Well, that's no problem. I'll cup your balls with my mouth. <laughs> you I must looked be... into the insurance. <laughs> I looked into the insurance. You can eat my cunt. No deductible. <laughs> Sal wants to know, will you take Looking his temperature? Will you, will you take Sal's temperature anally? He would prefer it. I'll take it anally and orally, 
and I'll suck off all your little friends too. I, I mean, give them checkups. <laughs> <laughs> that sound like Sal's type. Yeah. Do you have yeah. Blue Cross Blue Shield? Because I think your copay includes anal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a new doctor, Sal. Good for you. Thank you, Dr. Mildred. All right. Remember when we had uh, Sour Shoes on the show and he was, you know, Sour Shoes has never been with a woman and, and like Lisa G just like touched him and he claimed he came in his pants. Well, he said that, I don't know if you remember this and I hope I have it right, but he claimed on the air that he came in his pants during a doctor's appointment from a female doctor touching his ribs oh. and his shoulders. Uh, oh. He said, yeah, they, they didn't even look at his penis. It was just his touching his shoulders and his ribs. And I guess he was so starved for sex that he just came in his pants. Any attention at all, yeah. If you say hello, he comes. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, yeah, shit. Wow. Sal. 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 Oh, Robin. Like Robin. That's disgusting. That. <laughs> I've heard Sal. about women getting turned on by their gynecologist. We've all heard that, too. It has, there's nothing None wrong of them with got it. expelled. <laughs> they could keep their mouths shut while they were in the office. Sal, can I you imagine? Shut. I just, like, I there's just... a doctor's office that knows your name, and you're like a known guy that cannot have an appointment. Think about well, that. I don't. I don't. I'm assuming that. I don't think that's the case. Oh, I'm not assuming it. I, I know it. I know you can't you're get an appointment. You're a regular patient of hers, right? And even I was past. Uh, you've been there. You've not been there for over a year because of COVID, and they still remember not to take you. I'm a yeah. creep. <laughs> Mike, well, you're on the, the air. Lady went into the database, Robin, and saw it was over 12 months, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, do I have to call? I have to call." You him? believe no. that? No. Yeah. Here's well, what happened. She, she went me. in the she went in the database database, not database. Oh, oh she database. went. Well, it's either one. You, 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 she went into the database, and she realized there was a red mark next to your name, which means he's a creep, and don't let him back <laughs> in here. Asshole. <laughs> Mike, go ahead. You're on the air. Sal. Yeah. Yeah, Sal, you're an imbecile, right? Like, yeah. you don't ask your doctor to check you for a fucking hernia. If she does it, she does it. You go to your urologist if you have a problem. And, Howard, by the way, that was the best excuse ever, that, oh, you're a new patient because you haven't been here in over a year. <laughs> Sal, they don't want to see you anymore. I know, yeah. I know. I and by the way, we yeah. did call, and they definitely take new patients. They definitely uh, do. They're taking oh. them left and right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, is that what oh, it is? No, I didn't know it was... been a year. Sorry, Sal. Do you realize, Mike, that like thing. I should have said the term hernia. This guy's smart. That's where. Yeah, I just you don't know why. Today. You don't you're, know why you're a creep. He's smart. Even <laughs> I know that's why they check your balls. Oh, I, yeah, didn't know I, I thought they checked for testicular lumps. Or something. No, that that's why I told you to lift something heavy so you can go back. It's a hernia check. That was all lost uh, on him, Richard. Yeah, sorry. When they tell you to I've cough, never had my general practitioner. Sal, I've never had my general practitioner check my genitals at all. So I think you got one up on that. But for you to keep asking to do it over and over again, I think it was a little bit yeah. creepy. Well, I mean, well, I've had my... over and every time I went. But, and, but the third time she was like, nah, that's, you're good. You know? My GP had ch checked me for like a hernia or, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like so quick and like so embarrassing. It's like how you turn that into like a point where the doctor had a red flag. Like, like a, an alarm probably goes off when they go into that database and they see the name Sal Governale. Like the woman, the woman didn't want to be alone with Sal in a room. They, I mean, come on. That's oh, crazy. Know, 
Howard, you know what, too? I just realized it probably creeped her out even more. Like, Sal is usually fully shaved. Yeah, like, right. I'm sure his balls Oh, are yeah, like, like he prepares hairless. probably for the meeting. Yeah. Yeah, I prepared, yeah. I bet you he said something stupid like, uh, Doctor, I'm fully shaved, you know. <laughs> I made it easier for you. Did you ask for an oral checkup, Al? Sal? No, can you imagine, like, no. the doctor pulled down his pants and the guy has no pubic hair, his balls are shaved clean. No hair on his cock whatsoever. And she's I like, have oh hair. My God. I have hair on top. I shave my nuts. Don't listen to Richard. Oh, come yeah, on. I've you seen your dick. Probably- and I'll tell you another thing. I'll tell you another thing. You, you get any doctor on the phone, they much rather, I'm sure, hold a pair of clean shave balls than a pair of hairy balls like with <laughs> right, they four care. veins on them like probably Richard's. He's probably got Ow. dingleberries hanging yeah, from his balls. Yeah, they're 12 years old. Sal, so, so they don't care. <laughs> They don't. They're not looking at you sexually. That's the problem. You're you're, you're not. Know, you're missing the I, point. I feel you as a patient. You should be obligated to be clean and fresh for them. They, they go through a lot of difficult things. You know, they're looking at dirty asses all day. At least mine were presentable. Yeah, I just remember like, like why? Why does this fifty-some-year-old guy have smooth-shaved balls? <laughs> yeah, and then she goes. Darryl, wait a Darryl, second. Did you spray cologne this- down there before you went? No, that's what I was going to say. Idea. She probably went, "Hey, wait a second. This guy, this guy has cologne on his balls." <laughs> <laughs> Be honest, Sal. Did you I went fluff for a up? Checkup and did you fluff pleasant. up? That's all it was. And somehow, did you I guess fluff I waved up to my nuts? What? I fluffed did you up. Flu- I guess I waved to my nuts. No. And she said, "Well, you're enough. That's enough." Did you fluff up? Did you fluff oh, up fluff your up, cock? Fluff up? No, I don't. No. Bullshit. No. Were you pre-coming? No, no pre-coming. Nothing. I bet you some pre-cum dripped out of it. No, I'm not, a pre-cum, I'm not a pre-cum type of guy. Mm-hmm. Little spots all over those drawers that he took down. Yeah. <laughs> Big wet underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like when they, like they said, if I would die, if there was a database with my name in it that said, you know, this doctor does not want to see me because I'm a creep. I mean, but Sal, just it's just another day. He's just it like, just yeah, I guess so. right off him like water off a duck. Yeah, listen to the excuse they gave him. Um, you haven't been here in a year, so you're now classified as a new patient. Like, like, what? <laughs> you know what they're saying? We haven't, you haven't been here in a year, and we've been very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah, proud of it. how love-starved, how love-starved is Sal? I mean, like, no. like he's already fantasizing that the doctor's going to fall in love with him. I mean, he just so badly wants someone and to love him. And what Imagine, he's saying now what a, is, what I blew it. You know, like, hey, I had this one opportunity where somebody was touching me, and I blew it. Yeah, I mean, can you what imagine were you what saying? a story? Like, to marry a doctor, like, uh, that touched your junk and fell in love with you? That's that's a great story, you know? Mm. Oh, that, they that make been... movies about it all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called um, uh, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. She's a, a doctor, and she falls in love with Richard Gere. Let's go to Joe. Joe, you're on the air in uh, Canada. Hi. Hey there. You know, Sal, you're absolutely disgusting me this morning. I I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. I worry about when you get older, what you're going to be like. What happens if you have to go into a long-term long-term care home? What are what are the poor women there going to have to deal with? You you got to get some help now. You got to get help now. Nip Uh, this in the bud because down the road, I think it's it's going to be a disaster. I appreciate that, but you have to remember, I stood there and went through the procedure, and she was an attractive lady, and I liked it. That's the whole story. I didn't no, it do anything. But she yes, picked up is. something. She picked up a box. Dude, the rest of the story is you got kicked out of the office. They won't see you anymore. Something went down. Because of the COVID. 
and no. one year expiration. Expir- we called. Yes, no. You expired. <laughs> well, maybe now they're taking new patients. It was a while. I, you know, I don't know. Call again. See if they take you. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. I'll do that. I mean, like last week, Sal was telling us how he was molested. This I week, know. he got kicked out of the doctor's office. You know, the he week before that, he's me. talking to birds. I mean, he's an endless source of fucking ridiculousness. Well, you know, this woman probably thinks he has a string of women doctors, and he's seeing a doctor every <laughs> week to get his balls checked. She probably thinks he's on a, a whole level. I Sal, like you should Robin. book. That's a good idea. I should get about Yeah, you should book doctors. an appointment with every female doctor, and then just every week you could rotate and get your balls checked. And I could do like a like a Yelp grading for them, you know what I mean? I could put something <laughs> like a website. <laughs> yeah, you should start an app like, like that like, uh, massage parlor app. Yeah, yeah. Like five stars, she fingers your ass. Like That's a, a good idea. Hot doctor <laughs> app. <laughs> hot doctor. Meanwhile, Sal's big business plan a couple of years ago was to start an app that would tell you which massage parlors to go to How so you get a good hand up. Yeah, when you're yeah. standing here, here's what's near yeah. you. Yeah. Right. This one is real near you, and you get a hand job for like $10. <laughs> Right. (laughs) And you know, and this is what kills me about Sal's story about the doctor. You know, when he, they ask job occupation, you know, or whatever occupation, you know, Sal puts in writer Howard Stern show. You know, he does. You know, he does. I don't. What do you write? What do you put in? I write, uh, serious X and producer. That's all right. I never use Howard's name. Never, ever, ever. And I don't no, want to say can you leave out, what I do. Can you, can you just say comedy writer and leave it at that? Don't even put in serious XM. Okay, I'll do that. Sure. Thank right. you, Howard. Oh, God. You people are brutal. And one of these days, for a just fucking imagine this, Howard. This woman has gotten rid of Sal. And one night, you know, she's with some friends and they're talking about the show. And they put it on. And there's the creep she had to ban from her office on the Howard Stern show. Well, Either way you slice it, it's bad. Well, you know that somehow in that exam, he drops the, the word that he writes for the Howard Stern radio of show. Course. You know no. he does. Bullshit. I never do. Probably walks yeah. in with a jacket. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like Bobo. Yeah. You know, Bobo goes to the doctor's like, yeah, uh, I've got the Howard Stern doc- the jacket, doctor. crazy Uh, well the good old days folks did you tell your wife about this what's there to tell robin i got a checkup what's What's there there to to tell yes did she know you were going for checkups every six months yeah i guess so i don't know Uh, maybe i guess now (laughs) why don't you uh why don't you just get a different female doctor it's got to be no, a hot one. Listen, I wasn't looking for a female doctor. That's the thing. When I went there, it was a female doctor, and she was very attractive. And I was like, holy cow, what? You know, like I And said, that's I exactly what she saw when he walked into the office. His eyes bugged out. <laughs> right. Maybe, Dr. Robin, you might, you're right. right. Maybe Your eye fell out of your head. Yes. Well, there we go. Again, you know, God bless her. She's an attractive lady. Who want, who doesn't want that, you know, you look at a lady. Who doesn't want her to touch nice. her balls. Right, right. Yeah. Now I go to True, my they, doctor. I want to throw up. They need a, uh, they need a database. 
that's just basically hot doctors and how much they'll touch your balls. And then Sal could. <laughs> Sal's working on that. Yeah. I like how, too, Sal keeps saying all the good old days. Like, was there a time when it was okay to ask your doctor to touch your balls? Well, you know, it's just that it was, it was nice. Meanwhile, it was an, here's the reality. Was moment. If there was some old bag who was a doctor and she touched Sal's balls, he'd be so fucking happy. So the bonus was this one was young and attractive. Right. You know, like, absolutely. You know. Yes. It was almost like, whoa, we like it. Look at him. Dimension. Look at him. This is exactly what she saw. Ooh. <laughs> he moaned when she walked in the room. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, Terry. You over here. <laughs> Terry, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Just wanted to say that I worked for a doctor for 10 years, and that is a thing. If 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 they didn't want to see somebody again... They would say, oh, we haven't seen you for over a year. So you, you're like a new patient. We're not taking any new patients right now. When you worked in a doctor's office and there's like a real, you know, shithead like Sal. Oh, thank the, you. The, does the doctor come to you because you're the person who makes appointments? And, and what is the indication in the database for the creep that the, the doctor doesn't want? The database, we would put asterisks in. Just to let that would let me know, okay, you know this person. We now sometimes they he would not see a patient anymore for whatever reason. You know they were if they if there had been a sometimes they they're basically uh, they're discontinued from the practice. Sometimes right. the patient does that on their own, but but yeah, if there was if there was somebody that. There wasn't a specific reason, but it had been over a year, and they were just maybe kind of a creepy person. That's what the excuse would be. You right. Know, so the I'm doctor tells you, hey, just tell them I haven't seen you in a year. Therefore, you're considered a new patient, and we're not seeing any new patients. And then, and then, But you would be alerted to that when the patient would call for an appointment. You'd see a little asterisk next to his name. Right, 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 right. Hmm. Totally. So it's totally a thing. So Sal's in the database with an asterisk next to his name so that when he calls well, that in... Was their that's system. how we did it. Yeah. Yes, that's how I'm we sure did it. I don't know what their system but I'm there's sure a there's a big red similar. flag where, where Sal... Yeah. No, no, a big siren goes <laughs> yeah. off when yeah. Sal calls. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, there's a fire alarm right going right off, ma'am. You better leave the building. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the creep alarm. Sal's like... Hi, my name is... Hi, this is Sal Governale. I'd like to see the doctor. <laughs> Ma'am, uh, is there a fire alarm going up? This is funny. The, the last seven doctors I called, there was a fire alarm going up behind them. Uh, that's, that's great. Yeah, the whole computer just oh, melted down. Yeah. No. All right. Well, but thank you, Terry. Sal's doctor, if Sal no believes what that doctor was saying, she's basically saying you haven't come here in a year and I no longer care about your medical care or your right. health. Sal's yeah. wife is on the phone. Hi. Hi, Mrs. Oh, Governale. What the fuck is wrong with him? Nobody wants to touch his disgusting cock. Sal, right. why are you telling people about this? It's so embarrassing. What the fuck is wrong with you? Come on. Uh, I didn't, there's nothing to tell. I got a checkup. I knew she was attractive. I thought it was, it was a pleasant experience. It was like a bonus going to a do- Nobody wants to go to a doctor. I went and, you know, when she said, drop your pants and, uh, you know, it was nice. What can I tell well, you? why are you sharing this with people? Go tell this to your squirrels because and your I have no... Don't say this on the radio, you fucking moron. The fucking I'll tell you squirrel. Yeah, she's right. Yeah. There's nothing Talk to be ashamed of. 
There's nothing to be ashamed of. If there's nothing to be ashamed of, Sal, this is a pretty interesting story. You didn't share it with your wife. <laughs> Robin, I don't share what I have breakfast with my wife. I mean, like, you know, we got things to it's do. It's a you great know, marriage. <laughs> it is a great marriage. She's does a she, great woman. Does she know about the synchronized pissing thing? No. Let's leave it that way. <laughs> <laughs> she asked what the bucket was for. Hi, my name is Dr. Vernelli. I'd like, I'd like an appointment with the doctor. And then, like, a big uh, bat signal gums up in the air, like up Sal's penis. <laughs> uh, let's go to Nick. Nick, you're on the air in South Carolina. Hey, Howard, how are you? Good. I want to I say that isn't it crazy Sal's worked for you for almost 20 years, and we just found out last week that he was sexually molested when he was younger? Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah, yeah. You, you know what's crazy? What else don't we know about Sal? Like, there's we're just tip of the iceberg in this situation, and we're wondering, like, Sal, well, what else Sal do we need to know so about you? So much craziness in his Drop life; it's hard to unpack. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear like a bombshell today. Whenever you bring up something, I could just tell. You, that's what I. I mean, Howard asked me that day. You know, did something happen to you as a child? And I brought it up. And then <laughs> last week, Howard was talking to Doctor Bambi. And that's when I brought up afterwards, Howard, about this lady cut my balls. And, you know, I mean, what oh, about I just need to, I, it's, it's, you guys are saying, what don't I say? It's I say too much. You know what I mean? No, but I say everything. Here's the thing. Just the you probably have incredible experiences we don't know about. Uh, but the problem is we have to sort of ask the right questions. I'm just wondering if you could just like purge your mind of every fucked up thing in there and we could just write it down. I, and, you, I tell you everything. I just, yeah. what, what is there to do? You know, I went, there was a hot doctor. I got touched when I was a kid, you know, by this lady. And, uh, you know, my sister did bring up something <laughs> recently that I forgot about. Uh, but it's just like, this like heavy, it's just like, it's some, a lot of the stuff is heavy too, man. It's just heavy shit. What is it? It's just, ah, it's just crazy. What'd your sister say? No, we were talking about how, uh, well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what but was now, it crazy? My, well, you know, my dad's crazy. Right. So my sister uh, busted him in a hotel with a woman when we were younger. And uh, he had, I didn't know this, but she, my sister beat up the lady in the hotel room. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> yeah what he opened the door and she lunged on the lady and, uh, and you know, it was a big home mess and then what had happened was uh once she got home um you know we made my mother aware of it the first thing my mother did was my mother was more scared that my dad was going to kill us so uh she went into the bedroom which we didn't know about and she took out his uh uh, rifle and bullets and hid them because she was afraid he was going to kill the family. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, you interrupted him, so yeah. you ought to die. Well, there's another crazy story. <laughs> By the way, why is it in your family you guys are always attacking the people who have sex with your father? No one attacks your father. It's just they beat we up the woman. Scared. We were right. scared. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, for a girl to walk in on her dad, uh, uh, to think that you would think to attack the woman is just crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, a lot of craziness uh, when uh, dad is uh, busy fucking crazy everyone. Story yeah. of the, crazy All story right. of the day. Harry, crazy <laughs> story of the day. Of the day. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. There's another one there for you, you, Nick. Put. The, All right, there you go. 
Dorothy, you're on with all the trauma in my life, when I go to a doctor and I, he's, he's, he's attractive, I'm like, oh, finally, I'm getting, you know, something nice is right. happening to me. Love you is know, happening. I look at things. <laughs> yeah, they're all, yeah, it's all connected. Here's a gift <laughs> from the universe because I had a miserable things, childhood. Things are Dorothy, you're on the air in New York. Hi. Good morning. I recently watched a movie called My Friend Dahmer. It's about the young Jeffrey Dahmer when he was in high school. And he found out from one of his friends that the friend had to get a checkup for a sporting event and described, oh, yeah, the doctor cups your balls and does this. And you got And immediately, young Jeffrey Dahmer made an appointment. It was a, a male doctor, too. And he had a huge accident in the doctor's hands. Jeffrey Dahmer, Sal. Mm. Oh, yeah. Great comparison. Right. Get out of here. Yeah. I see it. I see it. My, yeah, my I'm, Jeff, I'm Jeffrey. I went to get a checkup like I always do, and it was an attractive lady, so it was a bonus when she checked my nuts. That's and not, that's year, years later, you end up on the creep back. list. Uh, I end up on for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, you end up he on the For some reason, you end up on the doctor's list of no, I no sees. <laughs> Oh, stop it. Wow. All right. Imagine she's eight o'clock. The doctor's so creeped out by you, you're on a list. <laughs> According to you. Look, she Cor- had to come out of her office after you left and said, Look, put a notation in the chart that I never want to see this guy again. That's according wow. to you too, Robin. Remember, <laughs> I kept going to her after COVID. I was booted. Mm-hmm. So you the- went to her after you said, Hey, what about my nuts? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go through the whole story again. So, all right, Sal. Yeah. Thank you. Good. We, right, we've heard enough. All right. Thank you very much. He never went back after that. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> he got his nuts checked. Then he went on a six month list to get back there, and then she didn't check his nuts, and he got disappointed. And then during all right, all right, all right. thank you, all thank right, you. I went through right, this enough. Right. Okay, it's creepier right. than I thought. Yeah, I'm it's creepier. The, the story is incredibly creepy. <laughs> yeah, uh, from DC. I got my balls checked. Crazy story on this uh, song. Bonnie Raitt, of course, something to talk about. It was written by this woman from Canada named Shirley something. What the hell was her name? Shirley Eckhart or something. And she wrote it real quick, 20 minutes. And she went around and offered it to a whole bunch of people, and they all turned it down, including Ann Murray, who was Canadian, I guess, and she tried to get her to do it. Bonnie Raitt didn't really want to add another song to the album she had coming out. But her friend named Mr. Bruce Springsteen said to Bonnie, you need a hit single. And they, um, I mean, that's a crazy story. I hope it's true. I mean, that's, I've read that. Um, she's some talent, that Bonnie Raitt. B.B. King said Bonnie Raitt is his favorite slide guitar player, which is a big compliment because that guy is awesome. Was awesome. Now, this is the part that gets me. Bonnie Ray claims she never took a guitar lesson. I, I, why is it everybody claims? I know guys who are great painters. They go, never had a painting lesson. Uh, guitar players, never had a guitar lesson. I don't believe any of them. I believe Bonnie Ray had guitar lessons. I do. Well, in today's uh, time, you might believe them or not believe them. But what about early painters who were like scattered all over the world in little hovels and they learned to paint? They learned to paint from their mentors. What mentors uh, in their little town? The way Nobody it worked else was painted masterpieces. <laughs> if a kid, if the kid showed talent in painting, and the parents were open to it, they would go to ateliers. They would work for other painters. They would apprentice. 
uh, and they learn technique. It's it's just and that's that the way happens it goes. in every case. I mean, you're you're going. Well, I'm going to go all the way back. I'm sure there was painting. Somebody I'm sure there figured were out people, how to paint. Well, I'm sure there. Well, yeah, I'm sure there were people who figured out a lot of stuff, but whatever. I don't know. I, when I just hear that all these people have, you know, no. She says she just has a good ear from a couple of piano lessons, and. Uh, I don't know, but a lot of these people have parents who are musicians. You know what I'm talking about? Right. I know that situation, sure. Oh, here, somebody just wrote me a note. Bonnie's parents were both musicians. They, they oh, okay. So she never had a lesson, but when you're exposed in a family of musicians, you, you, come on. It's just like actors with children who act. They are on the sets. They see all of that stuff. They, they get immersed in it as young children. Come to think of it, now I'm remembering, wasn't Bonnie Raitt's dad in one of my favorite Broadway shows of all time? Isn't he the guy who sang, My boy Bill is as strong as a hmm will be. Hmm. <laughs> it's from Carousel. What was that guy's name? John Raitt, right? Is that her father? Is that who I don't her know. Dad is? Yes, that's her dad. Ah, there you go. Okay. Well, how dare she say anything like that? Right. When you got a dad like that, I saw that guy on Broadway. My parents took me to that play. Wasn't it called Carousel, John? That play? Yes, you are correct. Yeah. Yep. My boy, Bill, will be. The woman tells him, uh, hey, we're going to have a baby. And the guy gets all charged. He's a big dude, and he's like wearing a striped shirt. I remember it. And he goes, a baby? And at first he's all shook up, and then he goes, wait a second. Maybe my son, my boy Bill, will be tall and as strong as a tree. And then all of a sudden it dawns on him, it could be a girl. And he starts singing about, uh, the fuck does he say? What's the girl's could, name? <laughs> trying to remember. He's, like, my, he's singing about my boy Bill, and all of a sudden he goes, a girl? That's Bonnie Raid's dad, that dude. I, I was a fan. I didn't know that. So of course she's, give me a break. Hey, John. So she didn't need lessons. Yeah. She got lessons right at home. Well, she also started playing guitar when she was eight years old. It was just oh, a here hobby of hers. She said, I guess Listen. you'll call me the old man. I guess you'll think I can lick every other fearless father where I can. That's her dad.
Got it. Yeah, then he starts realizing he might have a daughter. But that's way late. I mean, this is going on forever. (laughs) Yeah, I only wish my dad would have walked around singing about me, but I never saw any evidence of that. You know, no joy there. Shut up, son. My son, Howard, will be a big stupid asshole and say stupid things. He's a moron. Something like that. (laughs) My boy, Howard, will have a small penis and will be a sissy. Jeremy goes, he won't raise I know, that's when I went, I say, I wonder what they changed that lyric to when they revived Carousel. (laughs) My son Howard can't even mow a lawn. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Did you mow down some flowers? <laughs> no, my dad my dad one time sent me out to mow the lawn. I was a little boy. And you know, I'd never worked a lawn mower before. Right. I've never had. Yes. He never showed me how to do it. He just didn't go out he there just sent me up. Sent me out there <laughs> and within 5 minutes the lines, you know when the lines are crooked and stuff. Yeah. Of course, I didn't know what I was doing. He came out screaming. You're an idiot, you moron. Look at what you're doing to my lawn. Shut up. You sit do- down. I remember the word stinging. It was like, you don't even know how to mow a lawn. And I just thought, wow, I must be an idiot. Like, where do you get lessons on how to mow a lawn? Like, how- I'm not self-realized in lawn mowing. I mean, if he had just shown me a little bit of what to do, I might have been good at it. Is that a skill everybody gets? Like, Is born walking? With. <laughs> my The thing with my father was... He really just thought that I should know everything an adult male should know. So how could I be so stupid? And like he didn't realize the part of it where, oh, you take your son and you teach him something. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? My father just missed that. He he missed that whole step. Like the joy in having a kid is showing him how to do stuff. You know, well, I, I don't know that they even thought about what is the joy of having a kid. I don't yeah. think they had a lot of thought about it. It's just like you're he just want, to have kids. <laughs> he just wanted to. He just wanted to fuck my hot mother. <laughs> oh Ben, give it to me. Let's make a Howard. Howard. <laughs> I don't want children, but I want to stick my penis in your hot vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad missed the part that, like, even Einstein needed someone to teach him math. Even as a kid, he didn't know. He wasn't born knowing math. He had to get the basics down. But, uh, yeah, my dad missed that whole part where the kid's supposed to be taught. Okay, let's say my dad taught me 20 times how to mow the lawn, did it with me, and then I still couldn't do it. All right, maybe I am a moron. Yeah, maybe you're a fuck up, but not first time. (laughs) My dad saw everything as an involuntary response. Like, you know how breathing, you don't have to be trained to breathe. He saw everything that I should just automatically know. You don't even know how to read the newspaper and fold it properly on the subway. Well, that's what I was saying. Did he think that everything came like walking, like yeah. every kid learns to walk yeah. on their own? Did yeah. he thought you should learn to read and fold the newspaper that way, too? Yeah. Like everything he knew how to do, I should know how to do. <laughs> uh, like and it, I'm an idiot. It was passed on in your genes. <laughs> He's just a weird fucking guy, man. <laughs> He just was. I mean, like, and I try to talk to my mom about it. I go, Ma, well, what's with dad? Uh, you know, do, do you think, uh, what, just explain to me, what was his beef with me? Your father loved you very much. 
what? I didn't ask you that. I go, it just seemed like he was angry with me all the time. Your father had a hard life, and we did our best to love you and treat you well. And we maybe, we are at that psychiatrist trying to figure out what went on. I know, uh, the psychiatrist. And we did our best. I did my best to be a good mother to you. And believe me, I didn't have any role models. I lost my mother when I was nine years. All right. Okay. Sorry I asked. <laughs> see you later. I'm done. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Okay. Everything's fine. You convinced me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wanted some confirmation that I'm not out of my mind. You're a moron. I took him to the baseball game. Mind you, I was five or something. And the whole time he just wants to eat hot dogs. He ate hot dogs. He doesn't even know how to fill out a scorecard. I got him a scorecard. He doesn't even know how to do that. And instead of my mother going like, well, he was, he's five. Most people don't know how to, <laughs> they're just like, I think she was afraid of him. Well, I think, yeah, she didn't want to, the, the wrath to be turned on her. Right. <laughs> let's, Meanwhile. Let's mollify this. What kind of man is he? He don't know scorecard. Well, I know my dad had a horrible upbringing, so he had to figure out everything for himself. So I guess he figured maybe I could figure out everything for myself. But, you know, didn't work that way for me. But, uh, well, I anyway. think the problem comes in when you see other kids and their parents, you know, their fathers are spending time with them and talking to them and teaching them things. You go, well, what the heck has gone on in my house? Yeah, right. I, I just kept quiet. I didn't want to rock the boat too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I didn't need, right. I didn't need the aggravation. I just had to grow up and get the fuck out of that. Yeah, mostly you just tried to dodge your parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I, I was a good here. kid. I, I figured out early on, stay in your room and don't leave. And I don't. I still don't. I, I spent still 90, your P's and Q's. I spent 90% of my youth locked in my room. Uh, it was very comforting. Sometimes I'd get, you know, weird and chew on the furniture and then all hell would break loose. <laughs> ben! Ben! Howard chewed on the furniture. What? <laughs> what are you, a beaver? <laughs> <laughs> why did you do this to the furniture what's wrong with you he's a moron i remember i took such great pleasure in eating their furniture <laughs> you I really did that <laughs> yeah i remember distinctly taking the side of my teeth and digging into the furniture just gnawing carving, into it gnawing yeah. into it making big holes i couldn't resist it was like a, it was like a uh a thing, you know, it was a like compulsion. I had to do it. A compulsion. Yeah, I was in lockdown before lockdown was a cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had this little dresser that my parents bought for my bedroom. And on it, I kept a uh, stuffed alligator that my grandfather gave me from Florida. He lived in Florida. Uh -huh. He sent me a stuffed alligator, which was really creepy. I don't know why he thought I'd be into that. It had two beady eyes that they stuffed in there. and But it was a real baby alligator. And I guess that was the decoration in my room. Somebody stuck it on there, and that was creepy. And then uh, 
I don't know. One day I just realized the pleasure of chewing on wood. It's fucking awesome. I'd be afraid of splinters in my tongue. No. I didn't put my tongue on it. I just, you know. I yeah, but that. I mean, you know, accidentally you could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was kind of a wild guy back then. <laughs> <laughs> ben! Ben! How it ate the dining room table! What? <laughs> <laughs> we sat down on the chair and the chair broke. Howard ate the legs. <laughs> what what are you a, a termite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I was an angry kid. I took my anger out on the furniture. Yeah. But boy, all hell broke loose because my Do you know when I was a boy I didn't even have a room? I didn't have my own room. I shared a room with my parents and my three sisters. And if someone gave me a dresser with drawers, we had nothing, and he eats the furniture. That's right. Yeah, you should know that there are people without dressers. Right. And be proud of your dresser because yeah. you have something other people don't have. They You're let supposed me to be know. aware of so much. Right. <laughs> I used to keep my valuable things in a hole in the floor. I would lift the floorboard. I didn't even have somewhere to put my things. He had no privacy. Of course, I didn't even have a home. My father sent us off to an orphanage. <laughs> How did those two find each other? Oh, my God. <laughs> so two, much two... despair. <laughs> By the way, really healthy children come out of two very deprived people. Uh, <laughs> I've learned that. That's why I'm. That's why your hero is so healthy. <laughs> I was home eating the furniture. It's going privately insane. Slowly going insane. Why would you eat furniture when I had nothing calling up? We used to, to burn magazine stands to get heat. <laughs> Howard's eating the chair again. Call the exterminator, Barrel. How did you stop? I mean, you don't eat furniture now. <laughs> they fucking yelled at me. When they saw when my mother realized there was like these big holes in the furniture. And they dragged me into a room and said, How did that happen? And I explained I eat the furniture. Oh boy. Uh they oh all hell broke loose. Oh, I, I never did that again. Trust me. <laughs> my one joy. They broke you of that habit. <laughs> yeah. I had this plan. I was um I was trying to eat my way out of the house so I could get out of there. <laughs> ben, Ben, Howard's gnawing on the ottoman again. Stop it. You idiot. Oh, my God. My dad used to take me to work with him once a year. My mother forced him once a year. I think it was like Christmas or Easter. I forget which. And. Oh, you know how some dads are proud of their kids, and they're like, you know, oh, she's sure. like, he tried to lock me in a room. I think he threw me. <laughs> he in didn't a room. want anybody to know he had a kid. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> My wife made me bling him. Oh, it's horrible! It was just horrible. The, the, the being at his radio, his um, recording studio, was cool, but the trip in where I wasn't allowed to talk, we had to listen to Bob Grant on the radio, and then. But when, then when we got to Queens and got on the subway, my father would read the paper, and that's when all hell broke loose. 
Yeah, that was because another moment. Don't disturb, right? I think I put my head on his arm to read the paper with him, and he, why are you reading the paper with me? I don't know. And I was, you know, I was just trying to do yeah, something on the subway. Bond, trying to be close. Yeah. Trying to act like I'm not on the subway because if you <laughs> look around you, it's scary. <laughs> Here, you want to read the paper? I'll. You want to read the paper? Here, here's a section of the paper. And you know that New York Times is unwieldy, so I opened yeah. it up and it was big. And uh, he goes, "What are you doing?" Was he loud on the subway, though? Was would he really talk at that volume? No, 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 no. He was embarrassed. Like he'd be, like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and I go, what do you mean? I'm reading the paper. You're reading the paper the wrong way. You must fold the paper like I do. Fucking origami that he would fold that New York Times into. <laughs> I know. Like, I dude, saw people who could do that, and it was like, how did yeah. they manage that? That's amazing. My dad added in a little square. Yeah, yeah. and then they could open up the next section. Without hmm. really disturbing their little origami. You're ruining my paper. Look at you. What are you, you don't even know how to read that paper. So that was a disaster. But then when we got to work, things got much better. <laughs> <laughs> then fun began. Yeah. Well, he did stick me in a room with uh, some really impressive people who were recording, uh, you know, commercials and cartoons that lit uh-huh. my interest that that was cool that was all the aggravation was worth it but that I was an accident was. no i mean he yeah right whoever was booked that day yeah, that's was who doing came. a session and, and you got to see it yeah hmm. not like my you planned go, a special day for you my dad would be like you sit here don't say anything <laughs> I'm, i said okay <laughs> and i'd be watching don adams and larry storch Making uh, Tennessee Tuxedo and King Leonardo cartoons. I'd watch Pan Am commercials being made. And I saw how kind and nice and considerate my dad was to all of the performers with their microphones. And I went, uh-oh, so that's what you got to do. You got to yeah, get on that's mic. where you got to get. You got to get behind that microphone. You got to get on that fucking microphone. Oh, then the world uh, is your oyster. Okay, got it. Copy that. So you, was your father like completely different than you ever knew him at oh, home yeah. in that studio? He, oh, yeah, yeah. He'd go, excuse me, it is getting the, like he'd go up to the advertising director who comes from the agency or the director of the cartoon and, well, it is, of course, uh, a complimentary lunch for you. You know, my father would take their order like a waitress. Oh. What would everyone like to eat today? <laughs> and then, you know, like like the the advertising guy or Larry Storch would have an egg salad. So I want my egg salad sandwich. And then, uh, you know, the advertising, I'll take a shrimp salad with a side of chips and a Coke. Oh, shrimp salad, side of chips and Coke. And, um, <laughs> and then, you know, smiling and, uh, you know, oh, oh, boy. And then, of course, when he get me, get me in the car going home. You see this schnur? Oh, my God. I go, what do you mean? What's a schnur? Ordering shrimp salad. I guarantee you, he doesn't eat shrimp salad anywhere else. He comes to us and we give him a sandwich and he's got to order shrimp salad. Well, what's wrong with shrimp salad? It's eight dollars a sandwich. <laughs> oh, my. You know, so I guess he had used up all his kindness at work, you know. Yeah, but he was uh, out 
completely out. <laughs> yeah. But then we get in the car and it'd be like, Shh, quiet. What? Bob Grant's on the radio. So then I got the yeah, second cue. Oh, if you're on the radio. Yeah. Behind a Even microphone. Even if you're not in the room and you're on the radio. Right. Mm, that's how you get people to listen. Yeah. 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 I don't remember my dad making a fuss over me, but I mean, there wasn't much to make. He was like, my son ate his chair the other day. Here he is. <laughs> yeah, people are, oh, my daughter plays the piano and this one, yeah, right. this and this one. What does your son do? <laughs> he eats the furniture like a beaver. <laughs> He's building a dam. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Look at me now. Look at me <laughs> this now. This is what it made. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I think one year I ate an entire bedroom set, and I know I'm still kind of full. Never went without. <laughs> You've always had uh, a high fiber diet. Always. <laughs> uh, always. <laughs> Speaking of diet, I'm so fucking bummed. I'm I'm like just falling apart. I'm so bummed. Did I tell you this when I talked to you on the phone? You talked about, yeah, your diet, yes. Yeah. And other things being, Awful. more stuff being cut out. Yeah, well, no, you know, who's more careful about what they eat than me? I mean, I'm going to be next to you. You have always been, and, and uh, you know, once you decided you were going to get control, you have been meticulous about your diet forever. Whatever people told you was good to eat, that is what you've eaten. Always. I don't need any bullshit. Now I'm on the Mediterranean diet, you know, which is a nice uh, diet to be on. They say it's the healthiest people who eat the Mediter Mediterranean diet. They live a long time. He won't life, go blah, to blah, the blah. Mediterranean, but he'll eat like they do. Yep. <laughs> so went to do my, you know, yearly blood test, blah, 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 blah. I never should go. And uh, then they're telling me I got to be on a state statin. What's a statin? A statin. It's yeah. a, a a medication that controls your cholesterol. Yeah. Me. I've always had the lowest cholesterol. Bad. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, evidently, and I have a high enough level of bad cholesterol in my body uh, that they need to give me one of these statins, and I guess the statin helps reduce your cholesterol. It changes that balance. Yeah, it lowers your yeah. bad cholesterol. And I'm so fucking defeated about it because I feel like, I've done everything right. And I even said to the doctor, Dr. Agus, I said, you know, Dr. Agus, I have a feeling that when I used to run, I had the lowest, I don't run anymore. My body just can't take running. And he said, uh, yep, running does help uh, get rid of uh, bad cholesterol. And of course, so now I'm on some fucking pill and it's bumming me out because I don't like taking pills. And I, I'm one of those guys that believes if I eat the right things and I'm just bummed out about well, it. Well, you can't have a belief in the in the presence of facts. I know, but I can. I, I don't care what anybody <laughs> well, that's says. That's why people aren't taking the vaccine, Howard. <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think that a guy who grew up eating furniture should at least get a break in life old when he's older? <laughs> don't you think? Come on. You think that wood would keep your yeah. veins and arteries clear? And then, of course, Beth got her blood test done. And, of course, she's perfect. 
and she has the worst diet of any human being I know. Yes, she's gorgeous, and yes, she has a perfect body. Yes, she does. There's no doubt. But what she eats, when I'm watching her snacking on those chocolate-covered almonds. And, and gummy uh, bears and the and, uh, cereal. <laughs> and and, and uh, big pizza. <laughs> pizza and, uh, you know. Well, she had to cut out the Lucky Charms. Her sugar level oh, was did? so high. The, yeah, they did. And her sugar uh. came way down again. And she goes, see, my sugar level came down. I go, yeah, because you're not eating a whole bowl of two bowls of Lucky Charms a day. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. Her body turns Lucky Charms and chocolate into perfect abs, like super tight, <laughs> flat abs. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but, you know. You're not doing anything wrong. I keep telling you. Think? you that everybody is different. What some people can do, you will never be able to do. And what other people, you know, doing perfectly won't keep them healthy. You know, who was healthier than, you know, uh, Linda McCartney? She was a vegetarian most of her life. Yeah. She's not here with us anymore. She died very young. She died. I didn't know that. Oh my God! Sorry. You don't know. Sorry to thanks for thanks for bumming me out. I was under the assumption she was still here with us. <laughs> but it's that's the point. It's like it's a it's a roulette wheel, you know yeah. that genetic makeup and how you your body and the environment interact with each other. It's it's unfathomable. I don't like getting Russian old. Roulette. I don't like getting old. I don't. I hate it. I'm fighting it like crazy. And my doctor who, who even said to me, <laughs> my psychiatrist said, you know, narcissists have the hardest time with aging. And, uh, yeah, I said, yeah, you got that right. You know, you're willing to, did he say you were a narcissist? Cause I don't, what think do you think? You would diagnose Of course I'm a I'm narcissist. I'm supposed to have the highest score, Howard. So you're off the chart. You, I'm a you narcissist. Were perfect. Yeah. I'm a narcissist <laughs> and you scare me with your narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but that's okay. We'll we're getting through. We're getting by. We're doing it together. Anyway, uh, let me tell you a couple of things going on here. Um, yeah. Okay. So I told you about Sal and Richard synchronized peeing. Um, what else did they write in about real quick? Oh, Bobo's legal pads. Uh, Bobo sent us a picture. I don't even know if you saw this picture, Robin, but this I is didn't. Bobo's. This is Bobo's setup. If you can see this when he calls us, do you, do you see that? See, yeah. Uh, wow. You see that wow. picture? That that's eighteen legal pads he has set that up. That is crazy. He looks. You know, it looks like one yeah. of those. Um, Places you walk into when somebody's a serial killer and they have all these things tacked everywhere in the room. Yeah. He has his 18 legal pads. It looks like he's doing a radio show. I know. And it looks he, like he has got, he's got a setup. And he has 18 legal pads of, uh, of, of questions. I, I got to tell you, Bobo, this is quite the impressive setup. My God, you weren't kidding. There's 18 legal pads in, in this picture you sent me. Uh, yeah, Mary how does that yeah. work for him? Is he walking around the room looking at reading off of each of them when he talks to us? It's crazy. I just glanced too. at it just so I can remember what uh, what I want to talk about. Because who, who can remember all these topics? I got like 21 topics. Who can remember all that? So I just glanced at it and I said, okay, I'll go with that one. Marianne from Brooklyn uh, uh, tweeted, is there one good question in that pile when we posted the picture? <laughs> I love her. <laughs> 
Um, for real, I can't get over... This is just different fans. For real, I can't get over the amount of writing on those legal pads just for Bobo to end up asking, Kim Kardashian on Saturday Night Live was great. Your thoughts? Bobo is a one of a kind. Damn, listening to Bobo on the show was the most awkward thing I've heard in a while. What a waste of perfectly good trees to make those legal pads. <laughs> it's just crazy that Bobo has all those legal pads. What the fuck? Get a grip, dude. He needs to get out there and live his life. Uh, one listener pointed out at one point he was rattling off movies that Fred had appeared in. Uh, this guy wrote, classic Bobo moment. While naming the movies Fred has been in, he referred to the movie Two Ninas as Two Ninjas. <laughs> the fucking guy is unbelievable. Yeah, had <laughs> like he had it written down and he had it wrong. So here's a clip of, uh, in case you missed that moment, here's Bobo with his Two Ninjas. I never heard Fred you know, bring up these films that he was in. Cruel Intentions, Two Tickets to Paradise, All in Time, Cold Hearts, The Masters, Two Ninjas. The Ninas, I mean, Lulu on the bridge. He was in a lot of stuff. There you go. Hey, Bobo Puppet, what's up? Hello. <laughs> Did you know he was also in The Sound of Mucus and The Grandfather <laughs> and uh, the movie? I think you saw this. It was uh, ra Raining on the Lawn Chairs in the Park. No, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I packed my lunch now. No, Apocalypse Now. Sorry. Plump Fiction, Blade Sharpener, The Silence of the Alarms, Citizen Cohen, Lawrence of Armenia. He was in all those films. All right, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I, all right, I have Bobo. One question. Howard, I have one question. Yeah. The McCain story. You've seen that thing with the McCain story. Uh, what no. do you think of the death of John McCain? Your thoughts. All right, thank you. Another, obviously, you, Bobo Puppet, have like 25 legal pads. You're, you, you're endlessly asking questions. All right, thank you. Uh, Bobo, anything else you want to add? Because I uh... yeah, Howard, you were talking about a week ago, all right, that you had a tube up your dick, you had that catheter done. I mm -hmm. had that done. Listen to this. What a fucking horrible experience. People think you get put to sleep. You don't. I had it done six times in three days. Six Why? times after my next, because I had my next surgery, right? And what they do is when they give you these drugs, it tends to slow your body down. And I was out for an hour and 20 minutes for my next surgery. And they said that happens. It happens to a lot of guys. When they wake up, you can't pee. So I had it after that surgery, they did it right there in the hospital one time. Then they did it again. Then I had to get rushed back to the emergency room because I still couldn't pee. And it was hor horrifying. I equate this pain as the same as childbirth. I'm telling you. It uh, has to be. All right. Be. Thank you, Bobo. A fascinating story. Appreciate it. Okay. Sorry you went through that. Bye. Oh. Who the fuck cares? I got on my Sounds head like he said you had a Casper put up your uh, dick. <laughs> I had a Casper in my cock. <laughs> he had a Casper that when we ghost up his cock. A <laughs> Casper. Thank you. Ay, 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 that guy. I wonder if he had that all written down or he was just talking off the cuff. Is that on the 18 pads? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you really do confuse me. I you sit there in your car on hold for hours just to get on and say something stupid. 
Yeah, uh, Bill Withers recorded that the, the, right before he died. That was the last thing he recorded. Please don't pick up, Bobo. Yeah. Bo, 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 Bo. Hey, Marianne from Brooklyn, what's on your mind? I love you, Howard. Unlike Thank Bobo, it's not about me. It's all about you. But anyway, Howard, did you see Obama and uh, Bruce Springsteen on CBS Sunday morning yesterday? It was fabulous. I did. I haven't seen Wasn't that. It good, I'll have to Howard? check that out. What was that? Robin, they were talking. It was fantastic. I want to say one more thing about how it did look amazing for their age. Thank you. Yes, I do. Howard, You're right. I'm, I'm amazing. You no, know, you, you do, Howard. But didn't they look like, did they have Botox? Oh, they, oh they did. Yeah. Well, listen, it, there was a, a thing on CBS Sunday morning. I happened to catch it. Uh, you know who the host is? It's um, Jane Pauley. Jane Pauley. No. Yeah. Yeah, the host yeah. is, but not the the um, the news. Not the and reporter. I was on with yeah, the reporter. Yeah. I can't think of the interview. Name the the interview was there. I'm saying the host of CBS Sunday Morning is Jane Pauley. I'd forgotten that. Oh yes. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's a woman. I mean, oh, she'd been working uh, straight through <laughs> since she was on the Today Show. I mean, it's impressive. Well, she took a break. She was not. Uh, she did. A yeah, she had depression while. issues. Remember, Robin? But yeah. she fought back, and she's back on, and I'm happy for her. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Unlike Howard, I, well, the interview Robin was about. You were talking about your dad, Howard. They spoke about their fathers, how they got their friendship together. I would urge everyone to watch it. Um, I thought yeah. I happened to really like that, and. I know you're going to get Bruce on one of these days, Howard. We have like 340 left. Jane Pauley, uh, she was married to the guy who makes the, she is married to the guy who makes the comics, the, Gary Trudeau. Doonesbury, right? Doonesbury, yeah, yes. Doonesbury. And uh, the only thing I remember is Doonesbury would, um, he would, he didn't, he didn't like me. He would say bad things about me in the comics. Yeah. Every once in a while I'd get a, a knock from Gary Trudeau. He didn't think I was any good. For society, so he had decided I was a piece of shit. But so I always assume like Jane Pauley must hate me too because in marriages you usually end up hating the same people. Like Beth and I hate the same people, and <laughs> it's um, part of the marriage. It's, yeah, it's part it's of the, the contract. <laughs> oh, I go crazy when I'm like uh, taking a walk with her and I start bad mouthing someone, and she goes, "You know, I think they're a nice person." I go, "Oh, great, <laughs> <laughs> so glad." And she explains to me why that's a good person, <laughs> and I guess, "All right, I just shut up." But, uh, yeah, so, but then when they did that piece on me on uh, CBS Sunday morning was, uh, when I put out the book, Howard Stern comes again, Fantastic. Um, 2019. Jane Pauley was very, very nice. You know, she, in the intro, you know, she only does the yeah. intros and she was like, Oh, Howard Stern, he's been around for a while and now he has a book of interviews out and uh, she was pretty cool about it. So who knows? But, Just uh, because yeah, Howard I saw one, what. Go ahead. I was going to say, one partner may not like a person. I mean, like, there's a lot of people I love that I, my husband doesn't like and vice versa. And that's the same thing probably with maybe Jane, Paulie, and Trudeau. I don't know. But I don't who know. doesn't like you, Howard? Who doesn't love you? Come on, Howard. A lot Howard. of people. A lot hey, of people. I could give you a list. You. Anyway. Howard, I don't care about I, the okay. negative. Thank you, Marianne. Every tune in for you. Wait, <laughs> oh, but Howard, wait. I have another, I have a suggestion. I have, um... <laughs> 
Oh, God. Chloe Kardashian could uh, fill in the South because she pees randomly all over the place. And all now right. you never spoke about uh, Dave Chappelle. And I wanted to ask you about Katie Corrick, about her book. I have a mile-long list. Howard, did you see Tom Morella was slamming Colin Powell on Instagram? I don't know if you saw that. And American Side Talent has a new show. She has uh, 18 wow. pages of notes. Wow. I think so. I, no, I was watch, I was trying to have a conversation with Marianne, but it's hard. She has a lot of thoughts that she wants to get out. Yeah, and she doesn't stay with the conversation <clears throat> she started, which was good. She has to yeah. jump topics. Yeah. She might not be good at dinner parties. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw, it seems Bruce Springsteen and Obama are good pals. And so they did a podcast together, and then they put a book out together, and so they were out promoting it, and they're like, buddy, buddy, you know. And I'm like, oh, would I even want that? Because that they were like making one the of those po- friendships that might be hard, you know, like you have to work at? Well, yeah. I, I would find it, yeah, I'm a huge admirer of Obama. In fact, when I was watching him uh, give a speech, he had endorsed a guy running for governor. This Terry, uh, the Virginia McAuliffe. guy, Terry McAuliffe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was watching, and I said, Oh, this guy was so good. He was such a leader. He knew how to speak. He uplifted people. You know, I have a tremendous feeling for this guy. So, you know, but I'm like, what I want to, it seems like Bruce Springsteen's got to do a lot of like hanging out with Obama. They're doing podcasts and they're writing books together. And it's like, I just like friendships where no one asks anything of the other person, really. You know, just let's just if hang a little bit. If you get together with Jimmy Kimmel, no book is coming out of it. No book, no fucking <laughs> podcast. Jimmy knows I don't want to be doing a podcast with him. I don't want to be writing Kimble, a book Kimble. with him. There's no dis- It's just kind of like, let's hang with the wives. I called him, uh, where the fuck did I call him? I called him over, uh, I think I called him Thursday night. I called him and his wife. I wanted to discuss yeah. a bunch of things that were going on in the news. I wanted to hear their take on it. And, uh, you know, so we had a nice conversation, blah, 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 fill us in on the kids. But there's no discussion of like, hey, let's do a book together and a podcast. Yeah, this would and be I, a great project. Yeah, blah, blah, oh, blah. My God, just seems like a lot of work. But, you know, I guess uh, Bruce and I don't know who made the point, but Obama said, I guess the, the older you get, you should try to make a few friends so you're not so lonely. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I just got my wife. I'm not uh, lonely. She's my world. That's it. So no. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's a precarious situation. The two of you only have each other. What if one of you breaks down? Well, you mean if some, one of us dies? Yeah. Well. Like disappears. I got to get a new wife. But you don't have, I mean, in the interim, you can't get a new wife right away. I mean, maybe you no. can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would be devastated. You're right. That's the only downside to being so attached to my wife. If my wife was gone, I don't think I'd do very well. You know, she's like my whole world. So, you know, do you imagine I, that you're one of those guys who would die five minutes after she died? You know, like yeah. there are those stories. Yeah. I mean, I have this plan. I've discussed it with Robin off there. I'm going to move in with Robin if anything happens to my <laughs> wife. And she's going to she's going to be in charge of taking care of me. You have no idea how hard it is to be married to me. Like Oh, I yes I do. <laughs> hey, look out. It's just horrible. 
once he said to me, oh, you'd love for me to be your husband, Robin. I am a great husband and you would love it. And I said to you, not everyone wants to be dragged off to that velvet cage you create. (laughs) Uh, You're right. I know I'm difficult. Like I have to make a series of doctor's appointments. And um, I said to my wife, I don't know how to do this. She goes, do what? I go, I don't know how to coordinate all these doctor appointments. She goes, I'll do it. Yeah. I go, you, how do you know how to do it? And uh, she goes, it'll take me two minutes. I'll, I'll, I, I got it. Just give the doctor my number. And then you realize everything has to be done for me, you know, so it's a lot. I need, I need a I lot of care. I used to laugh because you would scream if something you needed wasn't around. I can't believe you just said that. I had a terrible tantrum the other day. Really? <laughs> yeah. The guy who taught me everything about painting is this guy, Rick, Rick Brosen. And I have these special bowls I paint with. And I was on Zoom with him. I was asking him about, I'm, I'm in the middle of this painting. I couldn't figure something out. I said, Rick, what would you do? And he goes, well, first of all, take out one of your little bowls and let's make some paint. He go, I go, I was I couldn't find my bowls. <laughs> I started throwing out the word cunt. Like, I I don't know where it came out. I was There was a series of bad words that came out of my mouth that you would have thought someone had just killed my parents or something. Right. You know what I mean? Cunt. Yeah, it's you know, a real tantrum. Cunt. It's a real, like, you think cunting yeah. really cunt. horrible cunt. has happened. Cunt. Yeah. Cunt. 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 And then I started accusing different people of stealing my bowls. And then when I calmed down, I realized all of the bowls were there. They were just full of paint already that I had mixed. <laughs> yeah, it's always somebody else's fault yeah. <laughs> that you don't have a bowl. You know what I said to him? I said, I wish you were here so I could blame you for stealing my bowl. <laughs> and that's what would, I would I'm like, get your own bowls. You yeah. know, keep them supplied. Keep them, you know, get them cleaned when they need to I be blame, cleaned. I blame the world for everything. Oh my. Yeah. yeah I'm really a mess. Is, I really, yeah. I noticed that. I was like, you know, that's such a simple solution. You know, mm. he's, he's always going to have this problem, but it's so easy to solve. Yeah. Can't solve anything. Hey, apples, you're on the air. This is apples. Now, by the way, there's a lot of controversy. Some people write in and say, don't let apples on the air because he busts uh-huh. Ronnie's balls. Other people say, let apples on the air because he busts Ronnie's balls. Uh, <laughs> You know, there's a whole discussion about this guy apples, but I, well, I mean, is there like a fifty-fifty split, or is uh, there one side bigger than the other side? Yeah, I'd say it's about seventy-five percent. Don't let apples on the air; they uh-huh. don't enjoy apples. But I don't know. I mean, why shouldn't apples be allowed to call in? I don't even think he busts Ronnie's balls that bad. I don't know. I don't know. Ronnie gets all bent out it's, of shape. With all this he guy. says is what he sees Ronnie doing or posting. He, th- th- Ronnie. Okay. And his girlfriend put stuff up on Instagram, and then he gets upset when people comment on it. I don't get it. Well, let me, Howard, first off, hey now, uh, hey Fred, and hey my queen Robin. Hey now. Um, First off, let me me say something before my main topic. Uh, Bobo talking about SNL, he didn't mention something that kind of got, maybe fell through the cracks. Uh, two last week when Robbie Malik was on, <clears throat> they did a uh, 
They did You're killing me, Apples. Even I don't want you to call in now. The thing you take a long time, dude. Dude, it's just like you know, sorry. You know, I just want a okay. quick call, say hi, and get the fuck off. All right, all right. What's your point about Saturday Night Live? What do you want do. me to say? They did a sketch where they hypnotized the limo driver, or not the limo, a security guy, and I felt that was very derivative of from the show. All right, okay. All right. Go ahead. What anyway, else is on your mind? The... Who cares? Uh, well, <laughs> in more important news. I was watching uh, Instagram this weekend and saw Hang that up. Stephanie went to a uh, a part one of the EDC. You know, it, it's it's like a, a a music festival, and she took the helicopter there. What? I knew it. She Ronnie, took what's the helicopter this? Stephanie was on the helicopter. I knew there was a reason Ronnie was advertising <laughs> that that buddy's helicopter company. When is your girlfriend taking helicopters to concerts? Uh, she went with a bunch of people, girls. Yeah. And one of the girls was the guy's girlfriend. Yeah. From the helicopter See, I knew company, it. And she's I friends with her. And what's Ronnie's wrong with got that? Some, Ronnie's connected up with what is some wrong with fucking high-level people. Hello. What is wrong with that? Hello. There's <laughs> not that there's what anything is, wrong with it. It's just I what figured it out. With that? I mean, you. when did you hang out with helicopters and uh, flying at concerts and all that I have stuff? friends here. I told you that. You don't, just don't believe it. How long have you, you been these, friends with this person? I know these people six years. Six years, exactly. See, Ronnie's yeah. of the opinion that he should be out there making friends so he's not lonely in his old age. There you That's go. That's right. <laughs> I didn't go, Robin. I was home. I know. You don't want to be in the helicopter. That's not my thing. Wow. How about the concert, Ronnie? Do you like that what music? What about it? What about it? Do you like that type of music? I just said I didn't go, asshole. If I wanted, if well, I liked the music, you... I would have went. You would have gone. <laughs> Whatever. Does it matter? <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. It kind of okay. does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ronnie retweeted the helicopter now it's company. Ronnie's time to get it. Ronnie retweeted the helicopter company yesterday. That's right. So. And I'll keep retweeting it and I'll keep saying nice things about them. And tough shit. Sorry. <laughs> They're my friends. Okay. You gotta learn to uh, yeah, absolutely. Do all of your friends get mentioned in your uh, Twitter account? If I want to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I met mm-hmm. I mention mm-hmm. Kurt all the time. He's right. a friend. When he breaks the NASCAR does well, I like I like to uh, I like to acknowledge that he does well. Is that there's something? I'm wrong just with that? amazed at the level of friends that Ronnie's developed. Oh yes, you know, yachts, I, and helicopters, I, and I feel, private jets. Yeah, I mean it's really insane. He's become a mover and a shaker in this industry. He had to move to Vegas. Uh, being in Queens was holding him back, Howard. It, in a yeah, sense, exactly. yes. It was. <laughs> I had to get out of town. You had to be where the action is. That's right. Yeah. Nobody the nobody from the helicopter company was picking Stephanie up in Queens. No. They had to get out to Absolutely Vegas. Not. Nope. Right. All right. Nope. Well, Apples, thank you for... By the way, Apples, Howard, I don't think it's gotta, so terrible that you report on Ronnie's uh, Instagram or no, Stephanie's I Instagram. I he's a moron. I don't see what. Why post your your girlfriend in a? Why is your girlfriend posting I pictures in post, a helicopter if you don't want people? It. I didn't. Yeah, post so people are going to comment on it. Yeah, good. Yeah, but he has to make sure he he calls in every fucking day with every fucking move that we make, and it, it's. I'm interested. Stupid. It's fucking. Well, I'm interested. Stupid. Ronnie, 
Ronnie, Ronnie, you know, the, the oh, few shut fans the that like up it. Yeah. Put- First of all, his voice is so fucking whiny and annoying that nobody wants to hear him. I mean, 75% of the people don't want to hear this fucking guy. It's true. They don't. I, I can't argue with that. That well, is the, true. Ronnie is right. The 25% that do. I think yeah. the numbers are better than that. Come on. I mean, no, I don't think they 65. are. I don't think they are at all. <laughs> Dude, go you go no, on you know you go on you go on social media. I watch the shit for you, man. Dude. And people hate you. They fucking hate you. Every word is fuck apples. <laughs> Screw apples. He's a piece of shit. He's a stalker. He's a weirdo. You know. Uh, Nick is on the air. That? He Why don't agrees you talk about with that. Why don't Nick you talk is on about the air. That? Nick is on the air to talk to apples, Ronnie. Uh, Nick, go ahead in New Jersey. Howard, hey now. How are you? Hey now. Hey now. Hey, um, yeah, so first of all, I mean, it's a real bitch move to go by the name Apples. You know, that's not even a name. And he's going to sit around, he's going to follow Ronnie, he's going to be this anonymous Apple who's just going to call in, he's tattled on Ronnie, but you know what? I mean, Ronnie's living the life. Ronnie's living the life you should be living, Howard. (laughs) He is. I'm jealous. (laughs) Apple's got the balls to sit behind his computer desk, you know, not even give out his real name. He's going to start. I'll tell you what I Ronnie, think. I think what? me and apples are jealous of Ronnie. What do you think of that? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's my theory. I think, I think apples is jealous of both of you. Like I'm if such an you, asshole. If I know a guy with a helicopter company, I'm like, dude, I'm not. I'm yeah. not putting your name on my Twitter account. I don't want to be used that way. You're not. You, you know, if you're my friend, I don't want to take your helicopter for free. Uh, Ronnie's yeah, smart. He just Ron, Ronnie's got a, a he's got a girlfriend being shuttled back and forth to concerts. He's writing uh, down the name so he can put my it in Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's got like Thank you to Helicopter do? Company. I mean, you know. My <laughs> Maverick. There you go. Now he's getting in the free plugs for him wherever he can. Uh, air here. Yeah. He's, he's friends yeah, with a NASCAR driver. I mean, it's his fantasy. Come to Ronnie jerks off the NASCAR. I mean, he, now he's fucking hanging out with uh, this guy. Watch Kurt Busch race. Yeah, but. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you're living you're living the life that you used to jerk off to as well. Got a hot younger wife. He's got well, you know his yep. NASCAR. So yeah. everybody's happy, right? Yeah, but Thank I feel like I deserve it, and Ronnie doesn't. You know, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I liked it better when Ronnie was living in Queens in his limo, and you know he was like, "I got to get on the air. I'm better than Ralph." I used to like that, Ronnie. The, the complaining. He used to bow hunt. That you know, those were the kind yeah. of friends he has. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you, the people you expect Ronnie to be with. <laughs> Ronnie's so biggest Ronnie celebrity friend was Wayne Siegel for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Neil Drake. But I mean, these people Ronnie, hanging out with Ronnie. You know, I feel are hanging out with him because he's on the show. I don't think. I mean, I've hung out with Ronnie. He's not that interesting. You know what I mean? Oh, no offense, Ronnie. Stop it. Uh, he knows that. Oh, come on now. You think <laughs> Kurt Bush is hanging out with Ronnie because Ronnie's so interesting? Kurt Bush. I think Ronnie is. Oh, we have a lot uh, in common. The uh, the right. life of the party, wherever he is. Yeah, so is know. Kurt. Okay. Okay. When two of us get together, look out. I can't imagine what that is. He goes around yelling out, <laughs> Let's cunt. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Howard, come uh, on. You know Ronnie knows his cars. You know he knows his cars. They talk in cars and shit like that. Like Ronnie would, oh, be, now you're Ronnie trying, would be a great now you're trying to soft soap me, asshole. That's not going to work. I'm not trying to soft soap you. I'm I'm trying to stick up for you. I like airplanes. I don't want you sticking up for too. you, asshole. Christ. 
<laughs> I don't need you sticking up for me. Well, I love you even if you don't love me. Yeah. No, I hate you. You're a dick. Mike from you know, Maine. Right. I know Come Mike on. from Maine. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, Howard. Uh, I feel like Ronnie's the one who's blown hey, this now. thing completely out of proportion. And I think that, you know, people telling Apple not to call in about any topics should just worry about their own topics. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, yeah, Apple's is a good guy. He's just, like you said, just literally commenting on what he sees. That's not his fault, but he sees it on a public forum. Correct? Not at all. Yeah, I'm not, I don't. I, I mean, listen. If I put something on Twitter and you want to comment on it, I get it. That's it. I'm is there anything Apple's could do, Ronnie? Is there anything he can do to save face? Could he do anything to like make it up to you to show you that he it's all in good fun that he loves you? Yes, he can. There's something he can do. Oh, good. Go ahead. <laughs> Hang up the fucking phone and don't ever call again. <laughs> That's what he can do. <laughs> Apple, wow. you are not getting into Ronnie's inner Dude. circle. Right. Wow. I'm still coming to the wedding, though. Yeah, you'll come to the wedding. <laughs> Michael says hey, he needs Ronnie's advice. As long as I got Ronnie on here, Apples, let Michael ask his question of Ronnie. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. Yes, Michael. <laughs> Let's hear Michael has a question for Ronnie, and then we just hang up. He? Okay. He's gone. There. He's gone. Hello, hello. All right. Well, you got Apples still, so don't worry about that. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately. No. All right, guys. Uh, Ronnie, uh, is, was uh, yes, it's true. He confirms it. His uh, girlfriend Stephanie, his fiance, was uh, on a plane on a helicopter with a bunch of other women, thanks so, to his new helicopter friends. Not new. Not new. Been six years. Six, over six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. How'd so, you meet him? So some of the and she's been and she's been on the helicopter way before that. So, you know. All She's right. been out to the Grand Canyon two or three times. You understand my point, though. You have a whole new level of friend as a result of the show. Fly Maverick when you're in Vegas. All right, there he is, pushing the helicopter company you, again, hoping for more free rides. Thank you. Can you get me Thank and you, Robin Apple. a discount, Ronnie? I could get you a discount, but not you. I'd get Robin on there for free. Well, I'd be your plus one, so I mean that. No, you're no plus one to me. Both of us for free? No, no. You know, Ronnie <laughs> wants to push you off the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie can get right you on the, there, but you won't get right you over won't the, land. Right over <laughs> the <laughs> Does please, Stephanie pay for these? Uh, a listener asks, is, does Stephanie pay for the helicopter rides, or does she get them for free? She got them for free. Okay. I'll be honest. Right. Mm-hmm. Good. Honesty is the best policy. All right. Thank you, Apples. Yeah, those things are expensive. Hey, real quick, with the hashtags, because when, when, whenever Stephanie or Ronnie does something, people direct message me, people who I've never known. They're part of the 25. Right. Oh, yeah, they direct message you. Yeah, okay. They do, you're, you're, man. Random you're Ronnie Munch Central. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ronnie News all the time. Yeah, um, exactly. But here's you're the thing. In moron. the hashtags, Quiet down. Here's, in the hashtag, it was EDC, which is Electronic Daisy Carnival, which was the name of the of the concert. And I wish you would listen to the music, Howard. Tell me your thoughts. Um, but in that, a lot of people, she had tagged like everyday carry, which is like a gun thing. Like people want to carry guns every day. Are you guys yeah. into guns? Ronnie, are you a gun guy? Yeah. Does that bother you too? No, actually, I I, I grew like up it. I grew up with guns. What, what's, what's your favorite guns? Gun? Don't worry about what my right. favorite gun is. 
Don't worry about you it. You want an everyday carry, Ronnie? Excuse me? What? He's a security guy. Why would he not? What are you, t- what are you talking you- about, Ron? Well, she's, right. he said there were signs for everyday carry. I didn't know whether I don't Stephanie know what the had fuck a she, sign. He's talking about. I okay. don't know what Stephanie right. hashtagged. I have no clue. They could have been the name of bands. I don't know. All right. All right. Apples, thank you. Enough went, with Ron. Right. She was done. Yeah. She went to see the Chainsmokers. That's the one band she really loved. Chainsmokers? Played, we had them on the show, they, Chainsmokers. They I played, remember they them. They played at 2 in the morning. Oh, my oh God. You can hope to like 5 o'clock in the morning. From that shit. Why would they? Why would they have a concert start concert. at two o'clock in the morning? It runs. It runs the whole weekend, like constant from Friday uh, night to Sunday. Oh, like people, so they got bands like, on twenty four hours a day for that whole yeah, weekend. Pe- yeah, and people buy like um, these VIP tents to sleep in there for the weekend. Wow, it's crazy, weird shit. All right, but there it's you like go. A really Ronnie's big deal thing. All right. Out here Thank in you, Ron. He'll be at Coachella next year. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ron. Thanks. There's Ronnie, a live report from Las Vegas, telling you uh, everything he can tell you. There you go. Moving into my house Ronnie. this week, by the way. Oh, good. Oh, good. Just so good. You know. Congratulations. Oh, the head of Maverick Helicopters is on the phone. He's friends with Ronnie. Yes, sir. Howard, Howard, I just want to assure you this is not a business move whatsoever. Now, I understand you and Ronnie have a business relationship. You're the boss. He's the employee. But Ronnie and I are very, very close friends. And, Ron, we're going to send you a Fly Maverick Helicopters neon logo. Now, we're going to want that to go screen left when you're on air. So that's over your right shoulder. It's going to glow. It's going to say Fly Maverick Helicopters for Las (laughs) Vegas, for Hawaii. And uh, we also do private charters. Is that okay, Ronnie? Yeah, it's fine. No problem. All right. There you go. All right. All right. How and and Howard, Howard, just just for us to be friends too. If you could just say, "Fly Maverick, the official helicopter company of the Howard Stern Show," just say that really quick without. All right. Running. Thank you. We get it. We get the joke. All right. All right. Ronnie, thank you for your uh, honesty there. And uh, Robin, uh, let that be a lesson to you: how to wheel and deal out in Las Vegas. I don't. I don't have Ronnie's but moves. Ronnie's got the Come on moves. Out, Rob. Well, I'll teach you very well. Yeah. Ronnie He'll has parlayed this. Wing. He's living the life Hugh Hefner used to live before he That's died. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I wish. Hey, Gary, you want to talk about that? Why do the Jets suck so bad? Gary can give you a... Like, why do, why do they suck so bad? I, I don't know. They, they've really gotten to a point now where they are genuinely the laughing stock of not only... Um, football, but sports, and like they keep turning up in pop culture references. Like even Ted Lasso made a joke this season about you know what do you call a team that's the worst? They're like oh the Jets, and um, I don't know why. And they keep getting these quarterbacks, right? They draft these first round quarterbacks, and then they 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 ruin them. You know they they they, they teach them bad habits, and then they suck. So how come they're so bad? Is it the manager? Is it the team ownership? Is it so uh, what is it? It's the culture. Um, they got a general manager who I like, who's trying. He's a, this is his third year, but it's really kind of like a second year. They got a new coach this year who I really like, and I don't know if they can change the culture. I read an article that said that the owners listen to the fans too much and like react to their every move and that they're always doing stuff. But I can't explain it. You know, they've had early draft round picks the last couple of years, and none of it's turned into much. I mean, they won one game this season, and I don't. I don't know that they're going to win another game this season. So, in other words, they get sometimes some good draft picks, 
uh, maybe some top guys out of college who have proven themselves, and they get into the culture of the Jets, and then they suck. Yeah, but even like even like last year's draft, like people will talk about it. The Jets were winless last year, right? And so this this quarterback that was a number one pick, they call him like a once in a generation quarterback. And then the Jets went and won two games, so they got the second pick. So they even mm. blew getting the best. Like they should have just not won They're any idiots. more games. But but then if they got this quarterback, I don't know that they wouldn't wreck him. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like if the Jets traded, if the Jets drafted Tom Brady. You know, ex, how many thirty years ago? I don't know that Tom Brady would be Tom Brady. No, they would fuck him up. And 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 by the way, the Jets lost fifty four thirteen to the Patriots, and the Patriots have a brand new quarterback too, right? Don't I mean right. they don't have? Yes, him. and he's he's very good. He's very promising. Right. But the Jets put up no opposition. They just uh, they scored whenever they wanted to. Well, oh, so here's the worst part: the guy that they drafted, that's you know supposed to be the savior of the team, he didn't make it to the second half. He got hurt the first half. So then this guy comes running out. I. Like, I didn't even know who he was. Like, I, I thought he was a water boy who put a jersey on. I never even heard of this guy. And Belichick loves crushing the Jets. I mean, the, 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 the Patriots have defeated the Jets. I think it's like 11 or 12 times in a row. Something crazy like that. There, I'm just reading yeah. an article, Howard. There was a guy from the Patriots, and I can't remember his name, but he was getting put into their, like, Hall of Fame. And he specifically asked to have it done for a Jets game. So, like, yesterday mm. at halftime, he was inducted because he just wanted to rub it in. Wow. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, Belichick's it's right. It's pretty amazing to be in an industry and not be able to play the game. You know, I, I mean, really, do do they have those owners' conferences where the other guys just laugh at the people who own the Jets? It's like Robin and I know some guys in radio who are so bad they never get ratings. That's what it must be like to be on the Jets. I mean, you know. They do radio and shows and no one listens. You worked your ass off in college to get good yeah. and you wind up in the NFL draft and you're afraid that the Jets will pick you, that that's going to destroy your life. Yeah. And I will say, it used to be a thing of honor to be in the New York area. You know, you used to want to get to New York. Now it's like, oh shit, don't put me on New York. Well, and there's truth to that because I believe even in the last 10 years, there have been maybe opportunities for trades or signing free agents where I think there are people who don't want to be part of this team. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, Brandon, you're on. Uh, thanks for the update. Brandon, thanks. You're uh, on the air. Go ahead in uh, Kentucky. Good old Brandon in Kentucky. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> well, Quantin's in one, Robin. Uh, thank okay. you. Okay, Brandon, come on, you're on. <laughs> so, so uh, I just wanted to let you know how much I love it, Sirius XM, particularly one channel. Uh, Howard, do you ever put on watercolors channel while you're painting? No, I don't. I, you know what that I've been listening be to? For Howard, yeah. I don't listen to, I know the watercolors channel, but uh, that's not my thing. I li That's what's so great about Sirius. They got like 10 million channels, but I... Uh, I'm now into the app, and I listen to the playback of Tom Morello's show that's on Lithium. I just yeah, love... Yeah, I've been running into that lately. I love that show. What you do is you go on the app. I took Gary's advice and got the Sonos. And uh, so you can go on the app, and you I just double-click on it, and I can listen to Tom Morello. The only problem I have with it is if I pause it, it starts again from the beginning. Oh, so I gotta it doesn't figure hold out. its place, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't know what the hell's going on there. It's not a serious thing. I think it's because I go through Sonos. But anyway, it's a, an excellent show. So I listen to that when I paint, and um, God knows I put a lot of time in painting. So 
I, I got a whole bunch of music on. I also, you know, I have a whole bunch of music that I love that I listen to over and over again. I have a whole so list sometimes of you listen to your own playlist? My own playlist, yes. Very <laughs> beautiful playlist blended perfectly to suit my needs. Yes. Yep, that's what I listen to. And uh, yeah, okay. Right on. Thank you, Brandon. There you go. No watercolors while painting watercolors. <laughs> Do you be have weird. playlists that are separated? Like this is a playlist no. for when I feel this way or that way? No. I tried that. I used to have like a, when I'm in the gym playlist and it was like heavy metal, like, you know, I'm going to lift yeah. now because I lift <laughs> such light weight because my body's falling apart. There's no need for heavy metal music when I lift. I can listen to like, I can listen to Simon and Garfunkel and lift. You know what I mean? Used to be Metallica. That's your workout music. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I meant to ask Gary about that rumor that the uh, top quarterback in last year's draft was going to stay in college so he didn't have to be drafted by the Jets. I can believe that. I, I, you yeah, know, I, I imagine that. there are people who are like, no, 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 I can't do that. It'll be, I'll, no one will ever hear from me again. I'd rather that play was, for free than uh, be on the Jets. That was a rumor. But that's, I'm telling you, like, that stuff happens all the time. Like, people are just trying to avoid this team until they <clears throat> write the ship. But it's been, you know, it's been a long time. By the way, a listener wrote in. I'm still on the fan mail here, and we're almost at the end of the show, but... Now that Gary doesn't have to meet with Howard face-to-face in the studio, does he still have the psychological <clears throat> issue of needing to clear his throat? And I'm going to tell you, ah. he doesn't clear his throat at all anymore. Really? That's not true. Oh, really? You, you don't hear it. I have a, I have a uh, hold on, I don't know if you, I can't show it to you, but I have, a, I have a cough button. So I still clear my throat all the time, so it might not be psychological. It might be something else. Well, well that sucks for the air that they gave Gary the kill switch because... I like hearing Gary clear his throat. I mean, I hate it and I love it. It's funny. Well, I mean, you used to hear it a lot more in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I would like to get, I'm, I'm, I'm making a, the hopeful prediction. It's not a prediction, but I'm hoping that uh, we could start going back a little bit to the studio when uh, they start uh, giving the vaccine to these kids 5 to 12 years old. And I think that's going to be happening soon. So yeah, I think I'm that's hoping. starting up like next week or something. They're going to have those available. Yeah, because I um, I'm not hearing things like Gary's clearing of the throat. Right. There's certain things that happen in a studio that aren't we're we're shielded from in this yeah. medium. We can't see Gary eating his plantains. <laughs> right. You know things like that. Well. The thing that used to drive me crazy is that I'd be talking to Gary or, and I'm eating my breakfast because I got to get ready for the show and I come running in and I'm trying to wolf down breakfast. And then Gary would go, you know, hey, Howard. And all of a sudden you hear that buildup of shit in his throat. And then all of a sudden you go. <clears throat> in the beginning, it was so loud. I was just like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to just vomit. It's so disgusting. I mean, I hear things rattling around in his throat. Yeah. Not even like you a wonder little... what's rattling around. So I but finally I asked, said, "So I asked I finally, him, what should I do?" Well, well, I'm just telling the history of your phlegm. <laughs> so uh, you know. So finally, I said to Gary, "Gary, could you do you do you mind leaving the room when you clear your throat? Because I'm going to throw up." <clears throat> you, you got something going on, man, where you're constantly, and it was like, you know, <clears throat> so then 
uh, it for a while before walking into the studio, I'd hear in my office, mind you, I'd hear Gary <laughs> practicing talking and clearing his throat before he comes into the studio. So I'd hear it now outside of the studio. So I'd be sitting in my office on it here. So I said to Gary, I complained. I said, Gary, now you're clearing your throat before you come in the studio. And it's not helping me because I'm not in the studio when you're clearing. <clears throat> He's like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, Bolf? I have to clear my throat. <laughs> and then uh, and then what happened is I'd go in the studio and then Gary would clear his throat. And then he'd come in and then he'd start talking to me. And every once in a while, I'd hear him go. <clears throat> Stop for a second, Fred. Every once in a while, I'd hear him go. <clears throat> like that. Yeah. 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 It, even it's like this. <laughs> but it'd be like, you know, like someone else would be talking to here, Gary. I'm like, like they the had Morse code under them or something. <laughs> yeah. And the problem was I couldn't concentrate on whoever was talking. You're waiting like for that Will, noise again. Yeah. You know, like Will would be telling me a rundown to this, that, the other thing. And all of a sudden, you know, hey, so we had this idea. And you hear, And I go, is this, does this guy always make it about himself? Like, can he not take the focus <laughs> off of himself for a five well, seconds? he's not talking now. Why does he have to clear his throat? Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but it was like, yeah, like, like just sit there with that shit in your throat and don't uh, make any noise. <laughs> Whatever it is you got to do to get through it. I love how I you think that that's making it about me. Of course it is. Of course. You don't even understand what you're doing. You're, you're, you're like so dying to talk that you have to make some kind of noise. You have a tremendous verbal drive, and you, you, when you're standing, you have you're like, <coughs> and it's, it's wild. Like white bang. <laughs> but it is like a Morse code going on underneath. It was like a whole other show going on. You know, I think Gary's sending out an SOS. So, uh, yeah. So we started doing that, and then I started complaining about that. I said, Gary, please don't go. He goes, how do you hear that? I go, who would not hear? Everyone hears it. <laughs> so then he went to the doctor, and the doctor said he had some sort of fungus growing in his throat or something. I don't know what it was. That's not true at all. Oh, the doctor oh, said that's there was right. nothing feet, wrong. Your feet had fungus. That's why. That's true. That's true. Right. I just assumed maybe the fungus had spread to your throat. Yeah. So the doctor said there's nothing wrong. So then we realize it's Gary's like his his Sarno thing. You know, it's like he's constantly thinking he has something in his throat. And it was horrible. It was just the, you know, you're trying to get work done and every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Does that go on all day, Gary? I mean, after the show, do you still have that? Or later in the I, evening, it, are you relaxed and it doesn't happen? No, I think I've got it all day now. I think, mm. I, think I don't know what it what is. What do you think it is? <clears throat> you, do you ever drink hot water? I do that. It, it clears my throat. You know, I was again, I was doing that. Mm. I was drinking hot water and with lemon. Mm. And then that wasn't doing anything. Then you were annoyed that I had a cup <clears throat> of hot water. You're like, you, you, don't <laughs> go away with that. It's bothering me that with you and that water. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't like the way you sip my hot water. I don't. Hey, Will. I like the way you breathe. <laughs> hey, Will. 
when Gary was at the stage with his phlegm that he would uh, clear his throat outside of the studio, were you because you you sat right near him? Was it like? <laughs> what was it like for you? I mean, it was disgusting. The whole staff would kind of look at each other and go, oh, God, here he goes again. But a lot of times he would leave his office and go out in the hall. Like, he wanted to, you know, get some private space. Gary, didn't you used to go to a green room, too, and try yeah. to lock the door so nobody could hear it? No, I wouldn't go to the, but I wouldn't go to lock the door, but I would go to the green room and clear my throat there before I walked in. You can still hear it. With a, it's coming. Yeah. Poor Gary. I mean, he, he went into, oh, is that what he did? So, you, so he yeah. went into the green room for a private session. Yes, he would try and you know yeah. remove himself from the office so nobody could goof on him, but we could all still hear it. You heard it right through the door. Absolutely, there's no stopping that. Right. Hey, JD. So right before he would go, you know, we would all go in the morning meeting. And every everyone will walk in to the meeting, and Gary what's a nice trail behind. In the door. Yeah, I'm sorry, Gary. No, it's true. The door would be closed, and he start coughing, you know, clearing his throat, and then go in and following everyone else. So your experience was, and you know what it is, Gary becomes your obsession. You know, it's there's a whole thing going on, so you can't concentrate yes. on anything but Gary because Gary thinks you're not paying attention, but you are. Because it's fascinating, and that's what happens to me. I'm fascinated by Gary and all the movements, and and when he starts, you know. <clears throat> so JD, your experience was, you're going walking into the meeting. Gary would fall behind, like a yeah. guy on a hike, you know, gets <laughs> lost. Yeah, and he would drop back, thinking that his throat clearing wouldn't be heard, which is absurd. He would well, he would wait for the door to close, like everyone else would walk in. The door would close. He'd stay back for a second, clear his throat, and then go into the studio with everyone. Right. Else. <laughs> And you observed that ritual. You like? Yes, I, I saw that multiple times. <laughs> all, all truthful. There's not a lie being yeah. told yet. <clears throat> right. I felt bad for him every time because I knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so Sometimes that was the would... final clearing after he had done oh, yeah. all the other clearing. Yeah, like he'd do a whole clearing all morning, but then just as the door was shutting, Gary would hang back and do one final. <clears throat> and then, of course, the second he'd come in, he'd go, uh, both. You have no idea. You want to, you want to know the truth? And I, I've talked yeah. about this. John Hyde thinks I'm fucking nuts. The initial clearing would start in the car. Once I got on the West side highway, I would already, it would already start to like, I would feel it and I would clear my throat. Sometimes I would just talk in the car. I would go like, <clears throat> Okay, everything's good today to make sure that it was clear. But then somehow I'd get to work and it would be unclear again. That settles it. Everyone back to the office starting tomorrow. <laughs> We're missing out a lot. I know because Gary at the beginning of the pandemic said, you know, I got to tell you, I know some people miss going into work. I don't miss it. It's not here. Oh, I don't like, miss yeah. any of you guys for this. I know. Believe me. I know. We miss you, though. <clears throat> we miss the clearing of the throat. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's part of the problem with this pandemic. But um, I'm thinking maybe, you know, once they start what's, inoculating what's the... Prediction? Yeah. When will that know. be done? Never. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, listen, a lot of people are back. Listen, Ronnie's uh, girlfriend is running around in a helicopter. She's doing just fine. Um, Howard, have you seen the trailer for the new film coming out soon? The Batman. Yeah, I've seen it several times. It the looks Batman. really good. 
the Batman. Uh, it's with uh, Rob Pattinson is uh, Batman, and uh, the the dude who plays the Penguin seems really good because they finally got smart. Like they don't make the Penguin look goofy. This guy looks just like a a bad sort of like uh, low level low life criminal who's uh, you know he's just disgusting and looks like you know what I mean. But he right. doesn't have he's that not big a cartoony fake... character. Yeah, he doesn't have the monocle and the umbrella and the big fake long nose. And it's like you believe him. And then the Riddler, I saw he was sitting in a diner and the cops arrest him. And uh, it looks like a young kid. It's very believable. Like he looks like a guy who just got out of like some weird, you know, facility where mm-hmm. they're criminally insane. And, uh, you know, they, they, they play it like real people. I love it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be are a really gonna good Are you going to go Batman. see that in a theater or are no. we going to wait no, until that ma'am. comes on your big screen at home? No, ma'am. I wouldn't even. Hey, Black Widow came out. And you know me. I'm a big Marvel and DC fan. And I like to see all the superhero movies. But um, you had the option. You could go see it in a movie theater right. or you could pay on uh, Apple Plus And I wouldn't even pay for it. I said, you know what? I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait till it's streaming for free. And sure enough, I think it's on Disney Plus now. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it somewhere. Yeah. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. No, it wasn't a great story. Nah, Black Widow. And, you know, the whole time that Scarlett Johansson was having that fight with Disney, I was like, well, uh, uh, the we don't know what that would have made at the box office because the movie's not that great. Well, yeah, I felt like, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to get into the whole business of movie making, how people have. You know, you read those crazy numbers from Scarlett Johansson and you go, well, hey, she made enough money. But no, you. There are very few people who get to that level, and when they do, they've got to be handsomely rewarded because there's so many people who lost out and don't make a dime being in show business. Yeah, but it was about the box office. It wasn't just her salary. She had back end, and, you know, the box office isn't guaranteed. No. Well, in any case, she got a nice 20 mil out of that, but... They, you know, she's getting, she's these, getting more money. They're giving her more money. They came to a I'm settlement. Not, I'm not upset when the movies are bad, the superhero movies, because I just really I don't like I don't want to wait around for a long time to see a good um, superhero <laughs> movie. Like, I just want them coming out all the time because I love superhero movies. So, you know, some are good, some are bad. Who cares? As long as there's a superhero movie on the horizon at any given time. Like, I wish there were more X-Men movies. I wish, uh, you know, this Batman buildup, just get that fucker out. When is that coming out? Yeah, but out? I'm wondering why Scarlett Johansson went ahead with that script instead of saying, no, this needs more work. Oh, please. Because she's an actress and, you know, actors, there's only so much control you have. And you got to act. I, I, you know, I've explained this before. You, people go, how come so-and-so did this movie or that movie? Because you know what? There isn't that much opportunity as you think. And you got to act if you're an actor. And if you sit there and try to evaluate the box office appeal of every fucking movie, you're going to be up Shit's Creek. You're not going to work. Uh, it's difficult. I mean, guys like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger had an unusual ability to really uh, be in full control of the script, to understand the script and what was good for him. But, you know, Jesus Christ, actors want to act. They want to be in movies. Well, I understand all that. But this was her film. You know, it was like, you do all that other Avenger stuff for us, and then we'll give you your own film. And she's settled on a crappy script. Mm, it's hard to know. You know, with my movie, 
because I was in control, I went through 22 scripts. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they were getting fed up with me. They were already threatening me. They're going to bring in other actors to play me. So, <laughs> but, you know, I held my ground. You know that. They want to bring in Jeff Goldblum to play Howard Stern. Funny. Well, there's going to be another Howard Stern. I go, dude, really? I'm working on this thing to make it right. But I understood they had a lot of money put up, and it was four yeah, years in the yeah. making, and they were like, you know, fuck you. Uh, the Batman is scheduled to come out March 4th, 2022. I'm there. I don't know if I'll go to a theater. Well, but 2022, maybe we will be able to be back in the theater. Um, I live in hope. <laughs> Ronnie mentioned that his grandchildren's confirmation photos were damaged in his moving fiasco. Isn't Ronnie Jewish? Yeah, Ronnie's Jewish, but uh, um, I believe his grandchildren are half Jewish, half Christian. So they had they were confirmed. Yeah, and I think it's the mother's side that is right. Half something else. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Hitler made that one up. Hitler determined who's Jewish and who isn't. If your mother's Jewish, you're Jewish. And Hitler. I don't think Hitler figured that out on his own. Well, the Jews made the mistake of figuring that out, and then Hitler yeah. picked up on it. So he said, uh, "So you, uh, your mother is Jewish?" And the guy goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, but I'm not Jewish." He goes, "Hey, you're the chosen people. You said you're Jewish. I'm right in the oven. Boom." <laughs> Hitler, <laughs> Hitler right. was, yeah. Hitler picked up on a lot of dumb shit. That motherfucker, but uh, he was very concerned with clearing out the Germany of anybody. Yeah, like he was, he was so great, you know. He yeah, was. Yeah, he, uh, was uh, he didn't look at himself in the mirror and say, "You know, I'm not that great. Maybe I should march into an oven." Yeah, I'll do the whole world a favor. <laughs> Hitler always bragged about his Judar. He um, had that ability to know if you were Jewish or not. <laughs> right, because he'd ask, "Are mm. you a Jew?" <laughs> Hitler was really loose with the rules. You could be like uh, and one eighth Jewish, and he'd throw you in the right. oven. You know, he well, then care. it got to okay. You you say, are you a gypsy? Right, <laughs> you get in that, that line was, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I could be one. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> Hitler, you tell me what I am. <laughs> uh, back in January, before the COVID vaccines were available to most people, we asked whack packers if they planned to get vaccinated. Jeff, the drunk and medicated Pete, say they intended to get the shot. Debbie, the cum lady, tan mom, and Wendy, the slow adult, said they didn't plan to get the shot. So I'm fast-forwarding to today. We can play a, a little game here. The vaccine's been available for, what, uh, at least six months, or more than six months. Oh, more, because I yeah. got it in February. And so, they were giving um, people the shot in January, I think, December and right. January. Let's find out who actually got vaccinated, Robin. You can play along okay. with this. Wendy, the slow adult, will be first up. Wendy, the slow adult, has been adamant about not getting vaccinated. We were curious if Wendy's love interest, Jason Kaplan, could convince her to get vaccinated. Oh. The conversation took an interesting turn when Jason asked if she was vaccinated yet. Here we go. Always interesting. No, not yet. My mom is working on it. I mean, she's not been feeling well, and I haven't been feeling well. We just got over it. You just got over what? A cold. So, but you want to get the vaccine? No, I don't, but we have to get, we have to wait till we're fully well to get the vaccine because they said you cannot get it while you're still sick. 
Have you ever had a COVID test? Me and my mom had one, yeah. Oh, yeah, so you, so you know you're sick, you, you know you're not sick with COVID. We, my mom, me and my mom were positive of it, so they said that, they said that, uh, Told us to take easy and staying in bed, and that's what we did. Oh, that sounds good. So you and your mom tested positive for COVID. Yep. With some conversation. It's hard to follow. Amazing. Yeah. Wendy didn't even know when she got COVID, and then and then Jason asked Wendy if she was feeling better. And Wendy said yes, but she didn't sound like it because she got that. Call. I don't know what's going on with Wendy, but here here's here it is. <laughs> I'm feeling, we're feeling better. It's just that me and my mom is waiting to see, to get in the doctor's to see if I can get this uh, vaccine or not because uh, I we've been listening on the news and people ain't supposed to take it if they're still sick or if they still got the cough or whatever. I got it. So let me, because I didn't realize how sick you were, and I apologize. So to recap, you moved to Georgia in July. You haven't been able to see the doctor since then because you're on the waiting list. Yeah. And you test, in that time, you've tested positive for COVID, and your mom tested positive. Yep. <coughs> yes. How do you like that? It's like the movie Contagion. Yeah. Well... I They're don't know what's going on, but <laughs> spreading COVID. Wendy's whole family still hasn't been vaccinated, according to my sources. And Wendy said when she had COVID, it made her feel very cold and she had bad diarrhea, oh, which must Lord. have been unbelievable. <laughs> Thank God they were out of the van. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of the van, Wendy hasn't left her new home since July the 1st. Did I say that? Uh, there you now, go. wait a minute. Wasn't that the home she couldn't really get into? Yeah, but they finally got her in, I guess. I guess they <laughs> made the door wider. Oh, okay. Uh, tan Mom Tan mom told us in January she was too scared to get vaccinated because she didn't like drugs. All right, here's a game. Did Tan Mom get vaccinated? What's your best guess? Yeah. Mm, I know. My best guess is no. Yeah. Let's see. Here we go. Yes, twice. Why did you oh. decide to go ahead and get vaccinated? Because I felt that I have to make sure that I'm vaccinated for my children to be here, oh. not die. Because everyone was, I live in Florida and everybody, literally all you heard were ambulances going left and right. And um, I, I don't know, everyone was telling me not to do it. Then I decided I've been at risk. It's such high risk. Three times I died three times. And I decided I, I, here I am. I can go to get this ridiculous shot and be there for my children. Ridiculous shot. Okay. Okay. But something got through. Thank you, Tan Mom. The Tan voice of reason. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. She heard the sirens and it said to her, I better go get this, this shot. Right. All right. Way to go. All right. Here's a good one. This is, you should have an insight. This is your boyfriend. Former major leaguer Lenny Dykstra, you know he. <laughs> what do we know about him? We love he, We know he loves performing oral on lots of women. I don't think do he's isolated you. once since this whole thing happened. I don't know what he's been doing. 
Yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem overly concerned about germs because he loves to give oral to anybody. Right. Uh, to Look at good, Robin. Did Lenny get vaccinated? That's the that's the question on the table. See, my best guess is always going to be no. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, it doesn't seem, you know, Lenny, I hate to say it, sometimes he seems illogical. <laughs> uh, hate, here we go. Hate to say that? Yeah, I hate to say it. I don't like to say that about anybody. I have a vaccine. I'm not stupid. Why wouldn't I? I use oh. a drug. Me and drugs work out good. Any drug can work for me. Would you, eat, would you eat a girl's pussy if she hadn't had the vaccine? Absolutely. What's going on there? I guess his teeth. I don't are know. Out. Are we in the middle of a meal? What's and his teeth are out? What's going? on? I think his teeth are out. Because <laughs> Lenny doesn't like putting in his teeth, and sometimes his yeah. teeth disappear. Sometimes he loses them. Yeah. So I think what Lenny just said is he is vaccinated. He got the vaccine. He says he's not stupid. Well, that's news to well, me. <laughs> what that he's not stupid? Lenny's a smart guy. I have the vaccine. I'm not stupid. Why wouldn't I? I use a drug. Me and drugs work out good. Any drug can work for me. Would yeah, you we, eat? Would you eat a girl's pussy if she hadn't had the vaccine? Absolutely. Hey, at uh, least he's not a hypocrite. He says, "I take drugs. I like drugs. Give me the drug." I know. I've heard drug addicts say they're afraid of taking the vaccine, and I'm like, "Well, you take every other fucking drug, right?" Um. Oh. Uh, our, 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 here's a note from the from the dudes, the guys in our office. Lenny was gumming a sandwich at the time when he was being interviewed. Yeah, I thought a, it was food yeah. and no teeth uh, happening together. That's a fucking wild combination. No teeth <laughs> in a sandwich. Sounds like the sandwich one. Sounds like uh, he eats like the fly. Okay, here's an interesting guy. Will the farter. Everybody loves Will the farter. He can fart on command. He's probably the best at it that I've ever heard. Um, I haven't spoken to him in a long time. His no. mother died of COVID. You should know that. <gasps> wow. Did Will the farter get vaccinated? Jeez, his mother died of COVID. We haven't had uh, information like that of what's happening with uh, the whack pack world and COVID. I would hope that after your mother dies of COVID, you get the vaccine. Had it would have got vaccinated, you would think, but yeah. you know. But sometimes his logic is weird. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, but okay, here we go. Let's get the answer. Why haven't you gotten vaccinated? I haven't gotten vaccinated because I've already had the virus at least once, probably twice. And I, I well, from what I read, um, when you have the virus, you have a you have more of an immunity than a person who got vaccinated, and. Furthermore, um, I don't really, I don't like, I don't like any medical procedures and I don't like, I, I don't want to get something in me that's only been out for maybe a year. If, you know, maybe, I think it's been out only for a year. I'm not hundred percent sure. I, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want needles. I don't like it. Will the scientist. I love how he said he read. I don't believe it. He read anything. <laughs> You don't even think he read anything. Somebody told no. him something. He's heard a lot. He's read. Uh, I think it's this. I, you know, it doesn't seem like he's sure of anything. Well, I can tell him this. If you don't like needles, you're really going to hate ventilators. So 
Oh, there'll be plenty of needles in you if you get that far, yeah. Right. Uh, Elephant Boy, big Trump supporter and conservative. Uh-oh. On the other hand, he had major heart surgery in 2016, so that could be a Ooh, factor in his true. decision. Yeah. What do you think about Elephant Boy? I would think any guy who's had I'm heart gonna surgery. I'm going to say yes for Elephant yeah, Boy. I, I have faith in Elephant Boy. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just like when, when you took a shot for whatever shot you need for school. So, yes. There you go. <laughs> Some people are out there saying, well, did he get it or not? <laughs> In January, Debbie the Cum Lady said she wasn't getting vaccinated. Did she change her mind? I wouldn't know. I don't know her that well. She was adamant about not getting it. Yeah. Debbie and the cum lady. I think she didn't. I, I think she stuck to her guns. You think she's a woman who... who just is totally focused on not getting that vaccine and nothing will change her mind? That's right. She was really pro-Trump and anti-everything else. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. For sure? Yes. Why are you doing it? Because this guy's asking me to. That's it. That's the only reason. Oh, see, you're actually right. Uh, she isn't vaccinated, but she says she's going to because some guy asked her to. Let me hear the rest. So there's a particular guy who gives you his loads and he wants you vaccinated or he's going to deny you his cum. Right. Exactly. And I'll do anything for good for loads. So you're getting vaccinated Friday strictly for cum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done it this uh, this whole time. Now I got this guy blackmailing me uh, for a load, you know, and I have no choice. I have no choice. I have to do it if I want his loads. So you have to show him your vaccination card before he lets you blow him? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he would. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So Debbie the cum lady is not vaccinated, but getting vaccinated because one of the guys she blows every day on her regular schedule is insisting. For that guy. What about Mark the Bagger, Robin? You know Mark the Bagger. <laughs> I'll give you some hints. He shoots okay. jizz on his carpets. <laughs> so we know he's not hung up on germs. But did Mark get vaccinated? I wonder about Mark's medical conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sounds like he something's has wrong some with him. Issues. Does he? I mean, he sounds like he does. Well, didn't he tell us something about having seizures and... He has these know. migraine headaches, and he sometimes has to just go to bed. There were a whole oh, yeah, bunch of yeah. things. And yeah. so I imagine that he's under medical care, and I think that would mean he's getting vaccinated. Hmm. I have to say I have no memory of anything Mark the Bagger says except that he comes <laughs> on his carpet. But uh, here we go. Okay. I think he's vaccinated, too, for some weird reason. Yes. It's the right thing to do right now, and it's the same thing to do. What kind of vaccine did you get? Uh, McDermott. The McDermott. Yep. <laughs> McDermott shot. Yeah, I've heard of that one. There is no McDermott. I thought he was going to say McDonald's. <laughs> That's a good one. McDonald's shot. <laughs> Ask Napkin Ed. We've talked to him a bunch of times. He's got some whacked out ideas. Ed believes Dr. Fauci works for CNN. And the CDC inflates the coronavirus numbers. So based on that, he, he'd he'd get vaccinated. he was adamant. He wasn't getting it. And he was one of the drug takers that we were saying, you take everything else. Why wouldn't you take mm-hmm. this? 
So what do you think? I, I know what. I think he's still not vaccinated. Let's see. No, so definitely no, because um, I heard this deadly because they're they're injecting baby specimens. The actual vaccine <laughs> that is so called, they're being what they're injecting into the baby specimens, abortions, however you want to phrase it. And, He's um, anti-abortion. I don't agree with that. I just don't agree with that. Now, a motherfucker wants to get this, that's up to him. So you're saying they're actually injecting people's bodies with abortions? They absolutely are. Mm-hmm. He's not anti-abortion. He just doesn't want abortions put into his body. But he thinks it's wrong. So I I just imagine he's on that mm. whole side of things. Well, knowing the kind of guy Ed is, I can only imagine the kind of research he's doing. I'm sure it's very thorough. So, yeah. uh, Ed also says the vaccine was developed to eliminate the population over time. So there you go. All right. Why, right, is, under- why is it there there are people who absolutely are into getting rid of human humanity? All of it. Well, if you've ever watched what James is, Bond. What's going to be left? If you ever watched James Bond, most of the people who, you know, like wanted to eliminate California or something like that, they're in it for the real estate. You know, they there's evil intentions. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's like not just they- hating humanity. They need the land. Yeah, if they kill you off, they can have your estate. So there you go. And Ed's estate is massive. All I know is Ed's assworms are very nervous that he's not vaccinated. <laughs> they need a host. Um, okay, here's a here's one. Suzanne Muldowney, of course, uh, underdog. She, she's got a lot of anxiety. Um, uh, so getting vaccinated or a needle would seem like something that would panic her. But again, Suzanne's pretty smart. I, I wonder if she's vaccinated. What yeah, do you, you think? Yeah, you threw me a real monkey wrench with that one. Yeah, how am that's I a supposed tough one. to figure out how Suzanne thinks? Well, put on your underdog costume and think like Suzanne. <laughs> Would Suzanne have the vaccination? I, well, I don't know. She had a lot of medical issues, too. Right. So I'm going right. to say yes. Okay. Let's see if you're right. Yes. Did you have any side effects? Um, there was some soreness around the point of injection the next day, but, but the worst thing was it hurt when the needle penetrated. What did you say or do when that happened? Ah! <laughs> wow. Well, I'm oh, here's glad some she's double-vaxxed. This is a good way to end the show today. So, because we're so wonderful, we took the drops from our conversation with Suzanne and called an anti-vaccination radio show. Ooh. And um, she fed into every ridiculous fear they had about the vaccine. She was like, well, their best guess. You want to hear this? Sure. Here it is. Here's Underdog on an anti-vax show as she gets her second dose. Hey, just listen to this. Anthony Fauci, from, he's, he's America's Dr. Mengele. And I, yeah. you know, Hold on. I think we might have a comment or question. Hi, guys. Um, I hear you're talking about the COVID vaccine. I, I just happened to yes. be at the pharmacy with my mother. She's about to get her booster, and she's a, a little apprehensive. Well, C- Could you, like, speak with her and talk to her about it? Um, absolutely. Uh, maybe... Suzanne. Call Suzanne. Um, I got my first 
COVID shot at the end of last month. Now, I'm supposed to get my second one. Well, I wouldn't take it. Um, there was some soreness around the point of injection the, the next day, me, but the worst thing was it hurt when the needle penetrated. Well, Susan, I wouldn't inflict pain on yourself, and I'm sorry you got the first shot. Yes. What batch did you get? What? What batch? What? Did you down that little serial number at the bottom of the label? No. You know, if you were my mother, I would not let you take that jab. <laughs> oh, boy. I can only call it a, a franken jab. Little, it's not a vaccine. Uh-oh, here comes the pharmacist. Oh, no. All right, this is the pharmacist. It's time for your shot, Suzanne. No. No, let me just prep the needle here. Suzanne, you can walk out and not take it. You have a choice. Here it comes. Do not do it. This is completely unsafe. Ah! Well, when that. A good girl, oh. Suzanne. All done. Oh, shoot. Oh, oh, oh. Just love injecting people. Do, 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 do. Um, Mom, are you okay? Guys, I think she's having an adverse reaction. Uh, 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 I can't find the clamp. Guys, I think she's hallucinating. I'm so sorry for the. Ma? Okay. Okay, you there, William? I'm there. Oh, so I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going... Uh, okay, wow. <clears throat> that took a real interesting turn. Um, you know, I'm sorry for Suzanne, but she just... She should have walked away. I, I just... That's probably a little too much for anyone listening. You know, these people that give these shots... If Suzanne has an adverse reaction, there is liability. And this is what happened in Nazi Germany. They killed lots of people with injections. Man. That's why this whole pandemic is a a hoax. Yep. That's some show. Wow. They, I love their historical uh, information as well. The Nazis were lining up people and giving them shots that everyone could see. By the way, that was the best show those guys have ever done. I mean, they had <laughs> the pharmacist on. They had the whole thing. I mean, come on. Amazing. That's good stuff. Mm. Well, anyway, that'll do it for the day. Lovely show, Robin. Good to see you. And uh, It's good to see you. Nice hanging out. We don't nice. do this in person. <laughs> and we'll do it tomorrow. And on Wednesday, Billy Joel will be uh, coming by for a little conversation. Find out what he's been doing to, to give a little talk. Yeah, I know he's been busy. And yeah. then we're going to find out. We're going to find out about Billy. Very honored he'll be uh, talking with us. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Coming Wednesday. Are you ready? Howard gets a visit from the Piano Man. Whoa. It is guy. As we welcome five-time Grammy-winning musician. That's awesome. Singer, songwriter, and composer. Billy Joel. I love the piano because of things like meeting Christy Brinkley and Elle McPherson. It's open the world. That, that brought me there. And right. also, when I'm home and, and it's late at night, I just sit down and I start playing. And I like what I'm hearing. Right. I can entertain myself. I've been able to do that since I was a little kid. Only on The Howard Stern Show. They say that these are not the best of times. They're the only times I've ever known.